And now, introducing the man who's very disappointed after spending nearly $1,000 for courtside seats to last night's tennis match, insisting the U.S. Open officials that he not only deserves tickets to every event in perpetuity, but he, quote, should also be allowed to play in one of my choice, unquote. Despite the Ravens' needs at running back, he remains conflicted after the news of Le'Veon Bell's signing as he feels it was borderline betrayal of the fan base and wondered aloud, quote, what's next? Heinz Ward, Joey Porter, and Tommy Maddox, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Kyle Ottenheimer. We are here. Busy day. Would you rather Wednesday? Lots to get to. Coming up on the program today, we're going to talk a little bit about the Ravens running back situation. Our friend Kadri Ismail will check in with us. Also coming up a little bit later on in the show, we will check in with Maryland tight end Chickaconquo after their big win on Saturday against West Virginia, a little preview coming up this Saturday. They play Howard, the exact same juice going into the – this is a big um, local rivalry game, of course, coming up on Saturday against Howard. But we'll talk to Chickaconqua about a massive win and how good they must be feeling down there. Speaking of the Terps, uh, former Maryland baseball player Kevin Smith in the last couple of weeks made his MLB debut with the Toronto Blue Jays and – um, is getting his feet wet, his first Major League Baseball experience. He's going to join us this morning as well, and it's Wednesday, so we'll catch up with Drew Forrester a little bit later on, too. Lots to do on the program today. Today's show brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or c3america.com for your free analysis. So before we get into uh, content, just really quickly, a, ho- a housekeeping thing. I got good news. Our commercial breaks are getting shorter. Great news. Wanted to share that with you. They were getting a little unwielding. We have shortened our commercial breaks. Trade off for that. We got to add one more. We'll space them out. I get it. I understand. I this thought we were going to do them all in a row, weren't we? No. I, well, maybe, <laughs> depending on how things go. Tomorrow when we only have an hour and a half. Yeah, how's that going to work? We'll, we'll make it work. We will make it work. Start we're professionals. Start the break. Correct. Exactly <laughs> right. All right. Here's what's coming up, and we'll be right back. I mean, they do that on uh, television. Archer does that, for example. Yeah, I know. Right? We don't exactly the have the same... Shows. Right, I think I can. I'll try and make it a great one tomorrow yeah, morning. Right? You know, uh, Sunny does <laughs> that, don't they? They like they do a quick a quick hitter and yeah. then write the commercial break after the South Park definitely does. Yeah, oh, the South song. Park maybe. Yeah. yeah, they do it more than anybody does. <laughs> they do the open. That that's a great example. They do the open and then write the commercial <laughs> break. Um, wow, I totally forgot about that. So so look, we will we will do our best with that. But I I get it. It's like waiting through five minutes worth of commercials is just a bit much. So we decided to shorten the breaks, and yeah, I don't pee, so it's fine. Everything's fine. I've, I, well, I never, you had I've the never, bladder never removed. Peed. I've never peed. Yep, that's a fact. Surgically, it was a questionable choice, but hey. Hey man, you do what you got to do. That's the way that it works. Um, there was a joke I was going to make that I just realized isn't cheeky anymore. I was going to make a joke about having a rib removed, but the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, person, yeah, right, like, correct, we yeah. just don't, we just don't do that. Anymore. Unrelated to his terrible behavior. Correct, yeah. correct, unrelated. All right, um, so yes, Le'Veon Bell is a Raven, and what do we make of that? No idea, no effing clue what we make about Le'Veon Bell being a Baltimore Raven. We'll find out. That's the only thing we can say is we'll find out. Um, I'm not opposed to it because what is there to be opposed well, to? At worst, it's insurance. 
maybe, right? Like maybe it is. You know what I mean? It's it's. I mean, a, it's unlikely they go into the season with two running backs. At, at worst, it's a lottery pick. You know what I mean? Like a lottery ticket is what I mean to say. Like at worst, it's a lottery ticket. And you're saying it could be LeBron James. Not sure. It could be. <laughs> like, he was a lottery pick at one point. <laughs> that is a good point, Kyle. Um, I I have nothing, and and I'm not trying to suggest that it's a lottery ticket for like a a low dollar winnings it's uh you know you can't you can't win the powerball but you could win there's no ever, five million bucks something like that. no reason to think gus edwards role is affected at all as a result of this presumably not there's we've seen people suggest that tyson williams will still have the chance as the running back two to start the season i mean look olivia doesn't know the playbook so that's not surprising at all and if he performs well, then it might not affect anything as far as the distribution of carries. It might include maybe if he were to get a call up to the active roster, then well, using the, three the running backs. The assumptions that everyone has given is that he's coming to the active right. roster and that this is that the, the Ravens are going to try to be clever in order to not have to guarantee his contract. That the, the, the way it's been worded is he'll be on the active roster soon. Mm-hmm. There is apparently, we were talking about this yesterday, still like ways that you can massage this with game day call ups. Uh, apparently that was left in the COVID policy this year, so he might be a game day call up mm-hmm. for Sunday and then add into the active roster after or Monday and then added to the active roster for week two. Something along those lines. There's a bunch of different things they can do and, and that might have been in what they told him. They might have said, Look, man, we're not guaranteeing your contract for the year. But if you want to come play, mm-hmm. we, we intend for you to play. Well, Jess Remix suggested the Ravens need to see him earn the, I mean, not a call up, right? They need depth. That's not. That's not what they're talking well, about. And, Earn and, the opportunity. And and it might not be that he's active on on Monday. It might very well be that they say, "Hey, look, you know, if if we don't have complete confidence with where you are with what we do, then we're not going to call you up." And that's the reason why they're also likely to sign Trenton Cannon. Finally, and he's the guy they trust in special teams, mm-hmm. and so he can go out there and do that and be the emergency. If something happens to these other guys, we can put him on the field if we must. So it might not be that Le'Veon Bell is in the mix as early as Monday. It might take some time. Um, I, I'm. I, it's really tough because, as we talked about with Saran Petra yesterday, you can point out at fairly that Le'Veon Bell averaged four yards per carry with the Chiefs last year. But in doing that, you'd also have to point out it's a really small sample size by which he did that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an extraordinarily small sample size. And then somebody would point out in the games that he played in New York, he roughly added average four yards per carry there as well. So it's not as if he was worthless a season ago. He just wasn't Le'Veon Bell by any stretch of the imagination. And if you think you're getting Le'Veon Bell, you're probably going to be disappointed Probably. Again, would I hope can't. he has a lot to prove and that he's motivated and in good shape. He's got right. well, certainly been rested over the last few years. Correct. Now, that being said, he's not getting younger, of course, and I can't. I and, don't. Uh, Ross Tucker brought up himself. He does not think it's a good fit for the Ravens' offense as far as running style. Now, I, I also would say that Le'Veon Bell is a patient runner. It's not as if he's a dancer for no reason in no, the backfield. Correct. Correct. He waits it's for a, a hole to open and, and yes, he hits it's a it, different. He is very, is very. He has always been a very patient right. runner. Um, he had, he had, by the way, his combined between the two stops last year, he averaged, or he had 82 carries. So it's a very small sample. Mm-hmm. To say he averaged four yards per carry is true, but it's an extraordinarily small sample size in order to use to say that. And also in the Chiefs' offense, you 
could probably maybe, but their offensive line was garbage last no year. Like I, I don't know if that's really I mean, true the, or not. The defense is playing the pass ninety percent of the time. Against I understand Chiefs, what you're right? saying, but they still had a garbage offensive line. I don't, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head what he averaged. I don't think it was much more. It's not as if it was a half. If I had to guess, maybe, maybe, and I mean I couldn't tell you. I'll tell you in a second. Okay, all right. Four point four. Okay, so yeah, not that much more. Like they, they just didn't. It was a bad situation, obviously, for them a year ago. Um, I don't have a lot of expectations, but I also, th- to me, that's no. It's no reason to not do something like this. These your options weren't good. Sure. And he probably now, is as good of a pass catching option of any of the guys available. I mean, from what we know of Le'Veon, probably. Bell. Probably. I mean, again, if you could have gotten Royce Freeman, sure. But, like, you know, you could have gotten... I still gotten, think Le'Veon is a better pass catcher than Royce Freeman. He was, yes. I don't know I don't what he is today. I think his hands have depreciated. It's not like we expect oh, him to drop passes. If you're talking no. specifically about just catching the ball, sure. But, like, doing he was something, a, I don't know. I just don't know. I understand. But he was a competent no wide clue. receiver I, for the Steelers. He was most certainly. But I, we are years removed from that no at doubt. this point. We are trying. We are falling back on something that happened three seasons ago. And that doesn't mean that it can't happen again. I just have no reason to expect anything at the moment until I see it. I will say that there's been an immediate comparison that some are making to Des Bryant. There there is no comparison to Des Bryant. Des Bryant was done. Des Bryant was given a gift. Des Bryant was out of the NFL, and apparently there was some weird relationship between he and John Harbaugh, and John Harbaugh wanted to allow him to feel like he was an NFL player again. And there was nothing there. There was absolutely no possibility that Des Bryant was going to be helpful to an NFL team a year ago. It did not exist. There's at least a chance, not of Le'Veon Bell being Le'Veon Bell, but of Le'Veon Bell being a helpful NFL player. There is no comparison to Des Bryant, who was D O N. All of the E's done. I believe. What's that D? Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Done. Done. There was nothing there. There was no. There was nothing to scratch. It was over. And Des Bryant was done a favor by John Harbaugh. And given the absurdity of last year and everything going on, I, hard to be mad at John Harbaugh considering you know your wide receivers weren't any good anyway. But it was kind of a joke. That they ever did that. This is a, they wouldn't, one, this never would have happened if J.K. Dobbins doesn't get hurt. The Ravens aren't doing this. And and maybe even if Justice Hill doesn't, who knows, right? Like, I can't tell you that. Although, I think they should have considered something like this even before Justice Hill, you know, got hurt. This never happens if J.K. Dobbins doesn't get hurt. This is a, we're in an emergency spot. We tried to get the guy that we wanted. We couldn't get that guy. We got to do something. You're surprised they didn't wait for the Latavius Murray thing to play out. So let's we can talk about it because it's number one on Would You Rather Wednesday this week. My first Would You Rather Wednesday scenario is probably the most practical of all of the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios we've ever given, which is as simple as, by the way, Would You Rather Wednesday is up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Oh, and by the way, today somebody's getting a $50 gift card to Glory Days Grill because we didn't give away the $25 gift. We didn't play last week, so we got them. They roll over. $50 to Glory Days Grill for someone who participates in Would You Rather Wednesday this week. Glory Days Grill. I, I am to understand that the fall seasonal menu is coming. They're going to be letting us know about it. Might even, you never know, might even bring some by for us. Looking forward to that. I always that. love when that happens. I so do enjoy that. Fingers, it's you know? a great news for me. In the meantime, this is still Glory Days Grill that we're talking about. If you're looking for somewhere to hang out and watch games this season, I mean, come on. Where else are you going to go? In fact, 
uh, before I left for vacation, when my buddy Chris DeShiel and I were looking for somewhere to go watch the basketball game, we were watching uh, Game 2 back back when my life was still good, the Game 2 of the NBA Finals. We went to Glory Days Grill because where else are you going to go to hang out, watch games, have delicious food, awesome atmosphere, the whole nine yards. Find out more, glorydaysgrill.com. Now, that being said, my number one for Would You Rather Wednesday is very simplistic. Would you rather the Ravens stick with what they got, presuming that Trenton Cannon apparently is going to be part of it too? That's what Josina Anderson, who's now apparently with USA Today, she saw left There's ESPN. like a subscription-based sports going thing on going it's on there, Sports out. Plus, yeah, evidently, right? I don't, right? That, I don't know what that's all about. Um, would you rather they do basically what they've done or know not enough, can't trust Le'Veon Bell, they need to find a way to clear the cap space and grab Latavius Murray? It's the most simplistic, logical, legitimate would-you-rather scenario I've probably ever given you in Would-You-Rather Wednesday. It's a real conversation that we would have had on this program anyway today. So we're just doing it in the style Would-You-Rather Wednesday because it's Wednesday and alliteration is what it is. Get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. I'm torn. I'm torn. Like Natalie Imbruglia. I don't get it, but I'm sure it has a reference that it applies. It's a dyna- just a dynamite song that you should listen to immediately. It's one right of the now? great songs. Yeah, I would, I would uh, just okay. walk out and go listen to the song, come back. Um, I'm, I'm torn here because it seems like an obvious thing, right? It seems like Latavius Murray is available. Latavius Murray is e- effective. exactly the guy that you would want in this secondary back role. This is... Apparently, he wants to be in Baltimore. This is a no-brainer, right? Just go get it done. Latavius Murray presumably also wants to get paid, or else he probably would have just taken less money to stick around in New Orleans, although th- some of that is still unclear, whether or not... He was, like, indicated. He mentioned Baltimore specifically in his statement. Right, he said that, yes. But he also but said, I'm open to any opportunity. Well, of course he's open. So I mean, that's, that's, it's not like... to imply that money still is a factor. Here. Yes, that money is still a factor, but we don't really know all the details of what they did in New Orleans. Like, did they... Did they really ask him to take like a million dollars less? Or did they really kind of say like, we, we're we also telling you that Tony Jones is going to be our backup and we really like him and he's going to be more involved in the offense and so you can stick around if you want, but understand your world is changing. That's the part of this we don't really know. It's, it's also fair to wonder, what do they know as far as Latavius Murray's, his appreciation of skills, if he's... Maybe, but everybody down there seems to think it's more about Tony Jones. That, like, they are just really hot and bothered about Tony Jones. like too Tony normal Jones. of a name for me. I don't, I know if don't I'm... disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, I and I normally disagree with everything you say. But I don't disagree... Hard to trust someone like, how can Tony you, Jones. How can you just throw everything behind a guy whose name is as simplistic <laughs> as Tony Jones, as yeah. an NFL running back? I don't know. I am not on board with it whatsoever. I was only able to grab him in one of my leagues, too. I, and not in my Alvin Kamara league, and I'm not happy about that. Are we going to assume got, he's just going to be a cucked. beast? I don't know if he's going to be a beast, but I, they clearly think something of the guy. Like they clearly, How much of the running back value in New Orleans was tied to the passing value of the offense in general? I, I, it's a fair question, and I don't have the answer to these questions. I, I still think they're going to try to use Alvin Kamara. In, but what about Tony Jones? I don't know! Call Bobby Bear. We'll talk to KZ about it tomorrow. Yes, we will. We'll definitely talk to KZ about Oh, sure, on the Fra- Pressbox Fantasy Football Show. Is that what you're talking about, yeah. Kyle? The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show, we do every 
Thursday morning at 11.30 a.m. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill, as well as by CCBC and by the Maryland Department of Transportation. Look forward to having you on board tomorrow morning, 11.30 a.m. You can get your questions in at Glenn Clark Radio, and then we'll pose them to KZ. Watch the show, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Listen, pressboxonline.com slash radio. That's the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show with Ken Zalis tomorrow morning at 11.30 a.m. Well, the first break won't come until after we talk to... Sounds dangerous. I understand. I understand. <laughs> We're going to make it work, Kyle. We're going to make it work this morning. Um, Paul Novilando, as much as I'd like to believe that Bell is in the best shape of his career, etc., I have to err on the oh, side man, of he's caution. He's definitely not in the best shape of his career. Kind of hard to believe yeah. that he'd be in the best shape <laughs> yeah. of his career, but I'll, you know... I mean, I'd like, say his you know, rookie year when he lost like 25 I, I, pounds I, after being fat at Michigan State. I have to err on the side of caution and go with clearing space for Murray. Murray's style of running seems better suited for the Ravens' rushing offense. Uh, David, this is cheating. I'm a Michigan State guy. There's nothing I would love more than for Le'Veon to contribute to the Ravens. Okay, all right. Well, yes. I mean, I I would love for them to win the Super Bowl. Really don't. Yes, there's a lot of things that I would love more (laughs) than than the guy that like Michigan State. Uh, From Ryan, uh, Ryan says. Absolutely need to go add Murray. It is too much of a no-brainer. I know it's not as simple as everyone makes it out to be, but there are places still where you can go to find money. Do they? Are you aware that the quarterback still has a contract that needs to get settled out? Yeah, but there's not a lot of money. Like Lamar's not making so much money this year that there's a lot of money that you can go get there in order to be the difference. I and right it's not now to say they couldn't free any up of Lamar and no, that so they would could just probably, require they huge probably, cap numbers. Probably in the free a little bit up for Lamar and there is probably a way to structure something with a bonus to get again, the notion that Latavius Murray's number is going to be so massively large that it can't be done what is was he making three point something with the same something like that. Yeah. I think it was like three point seven, something along those lines. It's a misnomer that it can't be done if somebody whenever somebody likes to throw these things out and say well you can't do that that's not true it just requires work mm-hmm. and this one is far more palatable than some of the times we try to play these games like trying to figure out how to add uh, you know michael thomas at a certain figure to your roster which again even that isn't impossible but you have to figure out how it's going to be done and at some point a team might just say not worth it to go about doing it in this situation, because it's just not that much, it's hard to fathom that it wouldn't be worth it in order to try to get it done if your answer is they need to add um, uh, Latavius Murray. From uh, Jeff uh, Bell, because he's younger and we could free up cap space for other more pressing needs. I guess, one, you'd have to tell me like what the more pressing needs are. This is an interesting little... What? I mean, apparently, Tavius Murray is a very good blocker as well. Seems interesting. Seems interesting. I mean, I... That's By Pro Football Focus standards, he's according... He's apparently one of the best pass-protecting backs in football. I mean, I like that, right? Like, that's 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 the t- type of player that you could use, and he's a, he's a hard runner. He's... I, I get it. I get why Latavius Murray seems to be the fit. And I don't know where the Ravens are. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I genuinely don't know where the Ravens are making this decision. And, like, they brought in Le'Veon Bell two days ago. Did they know that the Saints were going to release That's Latavius the thing, right? Murray? The Le'Veon Bell is the curious part of it all. Because I feel like if they were going to get Latavius Murray, they wouldn't have brought in Bell. You say that. Except I mean, nobody else was bringing in ex- Bell. Except for the part of this where, like, do they j- – have they been playing poker all along with Tyson Williams? Have they been trying to believe, get you to believe that they think Tyson Williams is part of the equation when the truth is they don't really have any faith in Tyson Williams at all? They think he's, you know, something, 
but not they want to have him on the field. But they were always going to have, we assume, three running backs on the roster. Maybe four. Maybe well, four. I think a lot of people thought they could have had four. Yeah. I think that before Dobbins' injury, it was probably a competition between Williams and Hill for that Th- third there were spot. There a lot of people throwing now, that around. If Hill was only making it based on special teams. Well, but that's part, part of the, the and that's part of the problem, right? Like, do, do, do they trust Tyson Williams as a special teams player? They let him do it a little bit more probably in the final not preseason. Not if they game. brought in Cannon, right? That's the thought, right? Like, so if they don't trust him as a special teams player, is his spot on the roster safe? For as much as everyone fell in love with Tyson Williams during training camp, if they don't trust him as a special teams player, then it might just be a case of, dude, we would have given you a shot, but Latavius Murray's available now. And no offense, we're a better football team with Latavius Murray than with you. Like, that's the part of this that I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not telling you that's what they're going to do or that's what they would do or even that's what they should do. I'm saying it's all on the table. It is on the table that this could be an option still for the Ravens despite them adding Le'Veon Bell, that they might still choose at this point to go about um, signing, uh, signing Latavius Murray anyway and just saying, the hell with it, these are the guys we're going to go with. Or it might be that this is nothing more than an experiment for Le'Veon Bell. I mean, this really could be nothing more than we are bringing him in and we are not committed to this in any way. We are we're going to look. We're going to get an extended look, but he might be gone in two weeks. There's a lot of things that could be on the table because, again, none of this was the plan. The plan was you had two really good running backs and whoever else was on the roster beyond that, you were hoping you weren't going to have to worry about at any point during the course of the season. Now you're down one of your really good running backs and one of your backup plans to your backup plan, and so you got to create new backup plans to your backup plan. And these guys could all be part of that. I don't have the answers. I am inclined to say that it would make sense for the Ravens to still be in the market for Latavius Murray. I'm inclined to think that's something they should still consider doing. Of course, continue to follow it. We'll talk about it more as the show goes on today. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. A pleasure now to welcome in a former Terp who just recently got to make his Major League debut with the Toronto Blue Jays. He's a big leaguer now. It is a pleasure to welcome into the program for the first time. Kevin Smith, who joins us here on GCR. Kevin, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time, and congratulations on reaching the bigs. Yeah, man, thanks. Thanks for uh, having me on. Absolutely, dude. i got to ask you because we actually there's, – there's a Kevin Smith in the Orioles system who used to be in the Mets system, and we had him on a couple weeks ago, and we were talking to him about, like, did any of his family get confused when they saw Kevin Smith was promoted and send him a congratulatory text? And he was like, yeah, that did happen. Have you been confused in your life with other Kevin Smiths? Yeah, I mean, I'll get uh, – I think he was promoted – last year i want to say um and i got some messages not from from anybody that really knew me because because obviously they knew that he was on the meds but um some people that didn't know me or fans were congratulating me which was pretty funny um and i would get some i'd get some dms saying hey great uh pitching performance the other night so 
I'm just I'm just playing every day at different levels, I guess. Right. And doing different things, by the way. Like the, right, exactly. you know, the, the, your, did you do you do you play along with any of it? Do you respond back like, "Hey, thanks" or something along those lines? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't usually respond to most of them. I usually see them too late, just because I I don't uh, really sure. check my my social media a lot or my messages, but. Uh, I'll see him and I'll, I'll get a kick out of my friends and stuff. But I think I faced him once in the Cape. I don't remember what happened, but I just remember that it was a it was a Kevin Smith battle one day in the Cape, and uh, everyone's having a having a good time. Well, we are it. looking forward to a lot more of those in the coming years between the Orioles and Blue Jays. Kevin Smith v. Kevin Smith. I feel Do you like... feel pressure to be the best Kevin Smith? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have. Uh, It's really, by the way, for the next decade, it's going to be mono a mono. There's going to be a lot of intensity. Like, I feel like maybe one day down the road, you, there can only be one. Like, one of you might be forced to change your name based on how the results of the Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith at bats go in future years. Yeah, I mean, that would, that would be awesome. I mean, that's the ultimate goal is to make it make it a known thing that, that every time we play against each other, there's something on the table. So uh, <laughs> hopefully the first time we, we play, we can set something up and, and go I back love, and forth a little on social media and make it fun. But at some point, one of you has to, like, you know, I get to keep Kevin Smith generically. You have to put your middle initial in there moving forward. After, like, the first two years or something like that of matchups, whoever's got the better of them can has to change their name, and you there can only be one Kevin Smith moving forward, I think is the way it's going to have to go yeah i think i think we're we're going to do something where whoever gets who more we we make the other guy change their middle name to the other oh uh, oh that's good that's really good i love that all right kevin (laughs) smith the former terp who's with the blue jays now is with us here on gcr um, how, the last couple weeks, man, you know, getting the call, being a big leaguer now, I know you dreamt about this as a kid and, and knew it was coming in your life. How does living it now compare to the way you dreamed about it when you were six, seven, eight years old? Yeah, I mean, I think the first few days is pretty much the same. Like, you're in awe of everything, and you're just trying to soak it in. You, you finally kind of got to to a point where, where you've been dreaming that you'd get for your whole life, so to uh, – to finally get there and just to, to look back on, on what it took and the whole journey from, from New York and then obviously down to Maryland and through the minor leagues, um, it's definitely something special. And then, you know, after the first few days, your competitiveness kind of kicks back in and you're like, all right, you know, this kind of this is where I'm at and, and I expect to perform and to do well and help the team. So um, it was cool for the first few days. And then after that, it kind of starts to feel a little normal and you start to realize, like, it's just like every other level you've been at, and you know you wanna you wanna play well, you wanna help the team win, um, you know. So so that's been cool. I mean, obviously we're at Yankee Stadium right now, where um, I came to to ten to twenty games growing up, yeah. um, and always dreaming about what it'd feel like to to actually play on the field, and then to get on the field and take BP and be in the starting lineup. Um, it starts to feel different, you know. You're actually living it, and, and that's what you have to do, and you're kind of on the other side of of the arena now. So, uh, it's been fun, man. It's been a crazy journey and, uh, I'm looking forward to, to see what happens next. What, what all have you kept so far? Like you had a first hit, you had a first home run already. Like were you able to get the ball back and, and what all souvenirs so far have you kept? And, and is it over now? Like, are you at the point where you've been around long enough that like, Hey, no more of that. 
I've gotten all the collect. I, now I got to act like I've been here before. Yeah, I think yeah. So we have the first ball, uh, the first hit ball. Um, I think I have my debut jersey. Um, I have some stuff that I wore with for my first hit, and then um, we got the first home run ball. I hit it in Detroit, and I hit it into uh, into our own bullpen. Well actually. done. So cool. Well done. Yeah. So that was. That was pretty smart. I'm going to say that I planned that, even though I did. <laughs> um, I mean, like, did, how, I had the bat. I hit my first home run with, um, and then my helmet's authenticated. I'm still using, but they just keep tagging. They just keep putting stickers in it. Um, every time you reach kind of like a milestone or something cool, they'll put a sticker in it to remind you that you're hitting that helmet. So once the season's over, I'll keep that. But uh, other than that, I think I think we're – I think we're done with that stuff. I think my next one is like my hundredth homer, so uh, we got a little ways to go. No, man, uh, that's just so like next season is what you're saying. You'll have to collect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we, if we hit it next season, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, correct. That would be amazing. Um, uh, Kevin, do you have plans for any of that stuff? Is that like you know, parents, somebody spe- like, or is it all like you're gonna stay in an office somewhere of yours for the rest of your life? Uh, it'll it'll definitely go to my parents' house. They uh. They keep a lot of my stuff. They have a lot of cool Maryland stuff still from when I played there. Um, my dad's a lot better at showcasing that stuff than I am. I kind of just, just throw it in a room and close the door, but uh, he kind of he makes it look nice and frames it and stuff. So uh, it'll probably be at the parents' house. I'm not sure exactly what they'll do with it, but um, most of that stuff will, will probably be there. That's awesome, man. I, I saw on Twitter that you had a back and forth going about the uh, Maryland-West Virginia game with a teammate of yours this weekend. Yeah, Alex Manoa went to West Virginia. I actually played against him. We played against him in the regional. We went to Wake Forest. Um, I actually haven't. I need to uh, to look up what I did against him. I still haven't done that. But, you remind him, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, hang on. You need to look up and then maybe remind him, depending on how things. The game. <laughs> and uh, up early on, they were they were kind of putting a little on us, and and I stayed because I knew I knew the boys would come back. And then I could see the fear in his eyes when it was 21-20 at halftime and, and he'd been talking crap for a little while. So uh, that kind of got me a little motivated. Then we went in after the game and uh, and we were putting it on him and then obviously we won. So uh... You there? Kevin, can you still hear us? Yeah, I got Okay, you. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we lost you there for a second. Did you guys make a bet? Oh, okay. Was there a bet involved? Much other... You know, it's always just very prideful because then the next few days, you know, you can you can talk all the stuff and they kind of have to wear it. So he was talking early and I was just in the dugout staying calm. And then um, luckily the boys came back and, and the Terp social media gave a great Drake oh, post that I could, I could repost. And the city went kind of crazy and, uh, and it made me feel good. But, yeah, no, now we get – now I just get to talk to them and uh, we get to be the bigger dogs for at least a year. I'm not sure. For what it, that's always a good, a good stick on your shoulder to have. For what it's worth, I did a little research, and in that game, you went one for four, but you did single off of him in the fourth inning. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah I think I had two at bat. I think I think I hit. I think I had two at bats against him, and then he got pulled. So one for two isn't bad. That's definitely better than I do against him now because he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. He's Actually, I got a, a bad news for now, you. He was pulled just. Oh no! You were the last batter he faced in that game. You were the you reason he game. was pulled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's all, yeah. He, he, he must have gave up one hit, and they're like, "Ah, oh, he's out." <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, man, um, you know, carrying the flag for Maryland baseball now, and, and we see, like, like a holy crap, the season Lamont Wade's having out in San Francisco. Um, what, what's your message to, like, guys that have looked at Maryland as, like, maybe not being a power baseball program about, like, what you're capable of accomplishing if you choose to go to Maryland and, and, and you can still live your dreams, do the things we're talking about? It's... Well, I mean, I think you saw when, when we were there and, you know, they went to a they yeah. went to a super the year before I got there. Then we went out to UCLA and beat them and, and went to another super with Virginia. Um, they had a great year last year. Um, they're going to keep building on that. And, you know, the coaches are young and they know what they're doing and, and Vaughn and Swope and, and Papio. And, you know, it's just going to keep getting better and better. I mean, how good they are in their recruiting classes, you know, this early on and and when they took over from Chef, um, you know, the facilities are only going to be getting better. They're, they're great there now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that just that's what, that's what happens when you go to Maryland and, and you develop and you, you keep chasing your dream afterwards. Um, you know, we got a lot of guys that are having success now, um, you know, in all areas of life. I mean, you have Kevin Martier, who's the hitting coach for the Yankees in, in high A. So, I mean, even if it's not baseball, just – just going there and the culture that they bring and, and the guys that you're around and, you know, the energy that they have, you know, day in, day out, um, you know, whatever happens after, after your time in Maryland, you're going to be set up pretty well. So, um, you know, I talk to a lot of guys that, that are thinking about going there, um, especially from New York or, or the Northeast. And, uh, you know, I just try to let them know that, you know, no matter what happens, I mean, obviously baseball wise, you're going to be set, but, you know, from a school standpoint, from from a character standpoint, from a culture standpoint, with the people that are around you, um, you know, the campus is awesome. There's not there's not really a better place that I'd pick um, in the Northeast and maybe you know in the country. No, it's a great point. You know, people look at like Maryland and say, oh, I don't know, it's not really a warm weather climate. But for like guys that are from where you're from, it's it is. It's a warm weather climate in comparison playing baseball in Maryland in, uh, in, say, March and April of that year. It's not quite as miserable as it might be where you are. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, when I when I committed to Maryland, it was it was great. It was wild, like, from my area because they're like, wow, you're going south to play baseball. Like, right. anytime you go south from New York, it's, right. like, a big deal. So, right. uh, it's funny, the perspective on that. And then you have guys coming up from Florida, and they're like, ah, this is too cold. Way too cold. Way too cold to be playing baseball when the season starts. It starts so damn yeah. early. Uh, and then the the important one is uh, we need you now to take care of knocking the Yankees and the Red Sox out of the playoffs. Like now we get to be Kevin Smith and Blue Jays fans down here because you got this amazing opportunity to to get rid of them for the playoffs. Like it's not just that you made your debut and like you get caught up to be thrown right into the middle of this thing. How freaking exciting are you to be making your debut in the midst of a push for the postseason? Yeah, I mean for me it's the most exciting part. I mean I went to I went to Maryland after they went to the Super, obviously, and we had everybody back and, and that great team. And so, you know, that's kind of what I'm used to. I mean, I went to Maryland, and, and we were expected to go to go to, uh, to go to Omaha, and we came up, you know, one or two games short. But, um, you know, that's kind of what I've been, been through my whole life. I mean, that's what I like. I love winning and, uh, you know, competing for titles and rings and championships. And, uh, you know, in Buffalo and AAA, we were we were leading the leading the league before I got promoted, and, and now they're killing it too, searching for a ring. So, um, you know, that's just the culture that 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 I built starting in high school and, and in college, and and those are the most fun teams to be on. So, you know, some guys were were saying how it'd be a lot easier if the team was out of it, and the, and the games didn't matter, and you know, you'd get more playing time and and all this stuff, but. I mean, for me, I want to win. So whatever I can do, if, if it's a little role, if it's a big role, um, whatever I can do to help a team, you know, win games and, 
win games for the city that you're from and, and for everyone supporting you. I mean, that's what it's all about. So, you know, for me, I feel like it's the best thing that could happen, get thrown right into the fire and, um, you know, feel in the first year what you want to feel the rest of your career, which is playing important games in September and, and trying to make a playoff push and win a championship. And, uh, you know, we're right in the thick of things, so it's exciting. No doubt about it. Obviously, he's very good at baseball, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., that's all he's fine okay. and well. He's okay. But have you had the privilege of trying his grandmother's cooking yet? No, no, not yet. Um, with COVID and stuff, it's a little weird. Uh, a little different rules this year. I'm not sure um, if she's up here or when she gets up here. Um, I know when a lot of family comes to town, um, you kind of have to stay a little more isolated just because you don't know where they've sense. been or um, what the travel was like to get there. Um, I haven't, but yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try it. I've I've heard a lot of things about it, and uh, I'm sure it's nothing but the best. So. Um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that's in the near future. Maybe next year we can get around to that. I love that. Love that, man. All right, Kevin Smith, Maryland fans can follow you on Twitter and Instagram. Where? They can follow me on KJS underscore four. Um, I'm pretty sure that's both of them. Um, if you search Kevin Smith, just make sure it's the right one. Right. Don't, don't send me. Don't send me bad. Uh, don't send me bad movie ideas either. I get those from. Time I imagine to time there's a few that come your way. But did, did, did any of those mean anything to you? Like, did you ever watch? They're so far like long ago. Did you ever watch like Clerks or Mallrats or any of those movies? No, I need to. I need to get to them just because so many people. Right. So many people send me uh, send me hate mail on how they don't like my movies on uh, <laughs> on Twitter, but. Uh, it's uh it's funny yeah i'm trying i had a few people reach out to me to to meet kevin smith and and do something with his movies once i got to toronto so after the season i'm gonna try to gonna try to get a cameo you, yeah you need to make that movies, happen you, we'll we'll make a push for that too i it, it's way more up my alley because i'm a little bit older than you are like those movies meant a lot but we got to make sure that that happens at some point that you get in like clerks three or something along those lines <laughs> yeah yeah that's it yeah, then 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 they, then they can start criticizing. Correct. Every everything you'll take all the tweets at that point. If you <laughs> yeah. get one of those checks. Yeah. Hey, uh, go finish off this sweep of the Yankees, man. We're rooting like hell for you. It's awesome to see your success, and we're looking forward to Kevin Smith uh, versus Kevin Smith duels for years to come in the AL East. Congratulations on everything, brother. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. Kevin Smith, the Toronto Blue Jays, of course, the former Terp. Uh, very happy for him. Awesome stuff. And, yeah, we're going to have to everything on the line. Kevin Smith versus Kevin Smith in the coming years. That's going to have to happen. Uh, we will um, We'll see. He says you're going to have to change your middle name to the other's middle name. That's pretty. Man, that is that's maybe better than some of our bets. Like, Probably. I don't even. How does the process work? You have to go through. You got to go to get the paperwork done. Well, he's in a different country, right? One hundred percent. But I don't then know. you have to go through the. You're born in America. So you're an American citizen. They have to recognize it in Canada that too, because that's where you're getting your paychecks. <laughs> a lot going on there. Hey, uh, tomorrow night, Bradley Bozeman's going to be at Twain's Tavern with Great Eights Memorabilia. Get your meet and greet tickets right now. GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Hanging out for the opener. Go check that out again. GreatEightsMemorabilia.com to find out more. Kadri Ismail joins us next to talk about the Ravens running back situation. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Join Press Box's fantasy football expert Ken Zalas for the opening night of NFL season on Thursday, September 9th, 7 p.m. at Sports and Social inside of Live Casino. While you're there, say hi to KZ and let him give you advice on setting up your fantasy team, picking starters, and who you might trade for or pick up on waivers. Watch the opening NFL game, get free fantasy football tutoring from Ken Zalas, and enjoy the new Sports and Social Club at Maryland Live. 
We'll see you on September 9th. Must be 21 or older to enter. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash and Raven's prizes. I love you more than gumball. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. URL. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in on GCR. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and ViaToyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort or perhaps it's convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling. We've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, we'll get to more of your Would You Rather Wednesday responses, as well as let's talk more right now about the Ravens' running back situation. Joining us, of course, Super Bowl champion. You see him now on WJZ as part of their Ravens coverage. It's always a pleasure to welcome our friend, Mr. Kadri Ismail, back to the program. Q, what's going on, brother? How was your summer? Summer was amazing. Had tons of fun in this hot, humid weather. Did a lot of golfing. Did a lot of hanging out with the peach. And, yeah, I am ready for Monday Night Football. All right, give me a quick catch-up. Where are the kids now? Like, where, where is everyone? 
two are working class citizens Look in the that. force of the world as they have graduated from their respective universities. And then the youngest is still doing his thing at Villanova. And he is right now nursing a small thumb injury. Hopefully he'll be back That's on the field sooner rather than later. And he is on pace to graduate in May of 2022. Awesome, man. Love all that. Love all that. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about this situation. Um, look, the, the Ravens, they had to do something, right? And so far, what they've done is Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad with the expectation that at some point he's going to be on the active roster. Do you like this being the move that the Ravens make at running back, or are you trepidatious about where Le'Veon Bell is considering it didn't work for him in two places last season? Yeah, there's some trepidation, but I think the feeling that I have as far as liking it is his veteran experience. You don't necessarily need him to be the bell cow. He doesn't necessarily need to be the guy in the locker room with a vocal voice of leadership. He just needs to be dependable and have some level of productivity if he is needed. Um, that's the thing. I don't know if they're planning on just getting him up to speed uh, from a practice squad perspective and then kind of jumping in there. I've seen it before where the Ravens have gone out and gotten different receivers or even running backs uh, that that are more just stopgap insurance policies rather than mainstay, oh, wow, we really need this guy. He's going to help us. I, I, and I agree, and I don't think there, that you could possibly be thinking that Le'Veon Bell is, like, the answer as much as, you know, a, a possibility. Like, let's see, and, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's clearly not costing you all that much in order to do it. Um, so I can't. I don't think you can be opposed to adding Le'Veon Bell. I think the next level of the question is, if you're the Ravens, do you now feel confident about where you are at running back? There's this whole thing that still exists, which is Latavius Murray got un, you know, surprisingly released and is talking about wanting to come to Baltimore and might cost you a little bit of money, might require you to do a couple things in order to make it happen. Are are you confident now in your running back room or? Are you trying to figure out a way to make it work so that Latavius Murray is there too? Well, Latavius Murray sure is an X factor. Uh, very productive last year. I think when, if you're Eric DaCosta, you got to look at short and long term. The short term is, yeah, he would be great to have on a roster for the right price because that affects the long term at the right price. And also, who do I have on the squad? How is that going to affect? what the perception is of their value, i.e., uh, whether it be Gus Edwards or if it is J.K. Dobbins. I know guys will say, well, you know, but they know they're going to be there. And, yeah, you just don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to rock that delicate chemistry. And I'm not saying that he can't be on the squad, but I think that's something that is looked at when you look at both uh, Eric DaCosta's view of the short-term and long-term. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I It, it seems to me like if you're Latavius Murray, I don't, maybe there's another team that's offering your multiple-year deal, but you're 31. I would think you should be able to get him in here for one year, and if that's the case, like, I, boy, it's hard for me to find a downside to like, having Latavius Murray on this team. It really is tough for me to say, like, if you can sign him for one year at a reasonable amount of money that doesn't require you to do anything crazy roster-wise, it's, it's just hard for me to find a reason why you wouldn't do that. It's... Well, I think you should be the general manager. Yeah, correct. Um, I know. I As so. you know, I make all the genius decisions, Kadri. I've, I've never gotten anything wrong. 
it's it's always the the bigger picture, the bigger piece. Uh, you know, what is it going to cost you in your locker room? And I'm not saying he's back. I don't I don't really have a personal uh, understanding on him, so I'm not going to say wow he's back character. I, I don't know. Um, so I don't even. I think that the 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 locker room dynamic of building a team, especially as the season gets closer, that's something that the Ravens have done for, you know, years upon years now. And part of that is figuring out the delicate balance of what is short-term versus what is long-term. You know, how is it going to be as far as what that guy does for our locker room and how does he fit, you know, within the scheme? And then, yeah, are there any other health concerns that we might not know about? And then finally, you know, what is it from a price point standpoint? And, and you got to factor all those things in. And so I don't want to just be like, oh, wow, you know, I look at his stats. He really was amazing last year. We should just get him in. You and I feel that way, but yep. we got to look at the, the whole thing if, if you're Eric DaCosta. I understand. I, I completely understand what you're saying. I completely get it. It's just more fun to say go sign players. It's just the way it goes. It's more fun to do <laughs> Not that. Not money. Hey, it's yeah, monopoly. Correct. correct. It ain't mine. That's for sure. For damn sure. I know that because I don't got much. He's like Kadri Ismail. He's with us here on GCR. Um, Kadri, now, okay, so let's the running back is all we're talking about this week. We're, we're less than a week away from the first game, and I'm not trying to be dismissive of the Raiders because you know, you're going on the road and you're playing a team that's the first time they got fans in that stadium, and they're going to be amped up. But I want to do this conversation in this context. We're less than two weeks away from a Ravens-Chiefs game here, and this still remains sort of like the biggest bugaboo for the Ravens is they have not been able to get past this franchise, and they've now had three chances since Lamar Jackson took over in order to do it. What is the difference right now for you, and and what would you like to see on Monday, maybe, that would give you belief that the Ravens are ready to go beat a Patrick Mahomes Chiefs team in Week Two? So defensively, what happened last year was the Ravens ball club that could not get to Patrick Mahomes, and his talent was so superior that he can just extend the play long enough and accurate enough that he was slicing and dice in a very good secondary. I think this year it has to be one where, you know, you got to be on point up front. Uh, Justin Houston, who was brought in, uh, you, you, you got, you know, strong leadership in that D line. Okay. Let's see it. And then I think from a uh, Patrick queen and the rest of the linebacking core, it's how you guys are going to handle, um, you know, making it one of one dimensional game. Don't, don't allow Travis Kelsey to, to be this stud of a player. And then, of course, secondary, I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that they're going to play, you know, tremendous and, mm-hmm. and they are, you know, of depth. But <clears throat> that's what I look at. You know, I think if you look at offensively, uh, this team is built to uh, to play well at home. This team is built to, to do what it needs to do to, to, to go up against the Kansas City Chiefs defense. It's our defense. Stopping Patrick Mahomes, that's what concerns me. Where is your confidence in Justin Houston at an elevated age and Adafi Owe considering, you know, he, he didn't have a sack his entire final season at Penn State? Well, Owe, I think, has the benefit of learning from a Justin Houston, and I think that's something that is going to need to be put on display. You know, okay, didn't have a sack, but, you know, there were some other things that he did. Obviously, Wink Martindale team is going to be a lot more aggressive than what we saw at Penn State. So, yeah, they they have done their due diligence. Obviously, the young man needs to step up, but uh, 
I like both guys. I, I like their D line, and and I think that if they can create a push up the middle, um, that's where you know Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, you know guys like that. I think that's where you can see Oway as well as. Houston be effective on the outside getting to uh, Patrick Mahomes. He is Kadri Ismail. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Q, um, a lot's been made about Rashad Bateman, you know, going out fairly early in the training camp and and whenever he comes back, do we have to sort of recalibrate our expectations? You know a thing or two about the wide receiver position. How much is it going to hurt to have lost that time with Lamar Jackson in camp, getting to know each other? getting to know, you know, getting that trust factor, like how much is that going to hurt him when he does get back out on the field, whenever that is, to try to hit the ground running? Yeah, I mean, playing the position of wide receiver, Justin Jefferson is one guy who figured it out real quickly up yeah. in Minnesota Yeah, um, and looked awesome. I, I was kind of hoping maybe, you know, lightning would strike twice and, and you would have Rashad Bateman kind of being in that role as well. Uh I think he has you know, an uphill battle now because of the time missed. Um, it's not like he's sitting around and doing nothing, obviously. But, um, you know, as far as understanding the, the offense from a, a physical standpoint and getting into a rhythm, you know, you, you've seen veteran players who've missed a small amount of time and they feel like they're, you know, in no man's land. I think for, you know, what we know from Rashad Bateman, yeah, he's an incredible worker in the whole nine, but uh, it's going to be a very interesting acclimation period when it comes to putting him back into the offensive flow. And then Hollywood Brown, we saw a year ago down the stretch, really came to life. I mean, he, he looked like a different guy down the stretch of last season. Are you sort of buying into the idea that that might be a sign of him taking the next step and – maybe becoming the guy we all thought he might be a couple years ago, or are you still kind of easing up like, hey, let's let's pump the brakes and allow that to happen before we make that assumption? So I, I think, you know, T. Martin, Keith Williams, both guys brought in on the coaching staff to help, you know, develop the players even further with their their acumen. And I think for uh, Hollywood, he's he's had some, some huge splash plays. You know, make no mistake about it. He's not like, you know, some slouch. I just think that, you know, the, the 90 catch, you know, 1200 yard player is, you know, with this offense, but just kind of his style. I, I don't know if that's going to truly fit. I, but I think if he can get that 12, you know, touchdown type of uh, a game or not game, but season, uh, goodness, then, you know, that, that, that that's, he's as expected, you know, because they run the ball a lot, but that means there's one-on-one coverage to be one on the outside. That's why I was hoping over Rashad Bateman. Obviously, if Sammy Watkins is there, uh, we'll see what, you know, Prochet, who knows about Duvernay, but, um, you know, Prochet really came along. I think that's something that, uh, you know, you need more guys around Hollywood to be productive, and that, that one-on-one matchup gives Hollywood the distinct advantage. We'll take a 12-touchdown game, Yeah, I want to go the on the record and yeah. say that we are we are in favor of a 12-touchdown game <laughs> that on this show. We're, we're okay with that being a standard. By the way, didn't you have nearly 12 touchdowns in that game against Pittsburgh all those years ago? Wasn't Man, the, the, legend, the legend grows with that Pittsburgh game. <laughs> yeah, right? Wasn't it? it seemed like you were on pace for 12 touchdowns at one point. Kaji, real quick about about Williams and T. Martin. I mean, what do you, what can we realistically expect as far as differences from the receiving group this year, both as far as the scheme is concerned, but also for the individual preparation? 
Well, discipline, um, concepts of spacing, uh, the improvement and in, in the confidence of your play. I think all those things is what you can get from a coach. Give me all the information. Give me some, some tools that I can work with. Help me with my strengths and weaknesses. I remember a few years back, um, you know, when you had Steve Smith Sr. and he was kind of going through his funk, he went in uh, to the office and kind of just sat there and sat with the receiver coach. And he was like, you know, what, what I took away from that was, you know, the understanding of I can still do this, but I just need to clean up a few things. I need to, you know, clean up my, my route discipline and, and getting my depth better so I can be on the same page with Joe. And it, that resonated with me because I think, you know, that's what coaches are for. It, it's not that they got some kind of like, you know, big secret thing that's going to like revolutionize everything, but it's putting guys in position and, and really just encouraging them through the practice time so that their confidence is sky high, that under pressure that they have tools that they know will show up and will work under that, that pressure. At I am Kadri Ismail on Twitter is how you follow him. Of course, WJZ. What what's what's the plan for like the? I know it's, we don't have a one o'clock game for some time. What's what's the plan for uh, the shows to start the season, Kadri? It's all Sundays, uh, right before um, the CBS uh, NFL Today show. So we're going to be on every Sunday in our purple pregame, and we will make our appearances down at the stadium a few times as well. And we will be, uh, I think we have two purple post-game shows, just the way our schedule worked out with uh, the NFL and the late games. But we'll have two post-game shows as well that we'll be uh, pumping out. So lots and lots of cadre time on WJZ, which is always fun because I love interacting and topping it up with my guy, Mark Viviano. Love that. And, of course, get your uh, get your messages in, your, your DMs in if you're interested in missile training and uh, trying to get yourself together and understand the way that your body works. You can do that as well. Kadri, always appreciate you, brother. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Let's talk again real soon. All right, pal? Absolutely. Football's here. Let's enjoy it. Thank you, buddy. There he is, Kadri Ismail. Appreciate him, as always, taking the time for us. Window Nation's got a great deal for you this September. They are offering you two free windows for every two you buy. Wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. It goes on forever. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Chickaconquo from uh, Maryland. Their tight end is going to join us next. Glenn Clark Radio. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation, State Highway Administration. 
Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their Very Berry Salad and Smoky Thigh Wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po'boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York Strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and Smoky Thigh Wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams' summer ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. All right, back in here on GCR. Our next guest caught a a tight end screen in the uh, first quarter against West Virginia on Saturday and rumbled in for a touchdown as Maryland went on to beat West Virginia in the season opener. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the program Chig Aconquo, who joins us now here on GCR. Chig, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time, and congratulations on a huge win. Thank you so much, man. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, dude. It is great to talk to you. And talking to some of the guys leading up to this season, I really got the sense that that you all, you were pretty confident going into this one. Was was the feel the week leading up to the game like, no, we we don't think we can win this game. We expect that we're going and beating West Virginia on Saturday. Yeah, it was funny. It was actually like everybody in the program, like we all knew we were going to win. Like it was weird. Like, even when we were down, like in the fourth quarter, it's like we were all in the huddle getting ready to go do our last drive. We we're all smiling because like everybody in the team, we all trusted each other. We all trusted the work we put in. And we had literally had no doubt in our mind that we we're going we to win the game. That's awesome, man. And, and you guys played so well out of the shoot. And then, you know, t- take me through, you go through like a little bit of a downstretch there in the second and third quarter where you you weren't getting things done and the defense comes up huge. How much did that lift you guys 
for the defense to be making the plays that they made, and how significant was that in getting the job done in the fourth quarter? Yeah, that was huge, man. The defense really, we weren't uh, able to get things going how we wanted to, and the defense really stepped up and they gave us the opportunity to still have the chance to go down and win the game, man. So, you know, it's just great team football. Offense not doing its thing. Defense comes up, then offense comes back and finishes the game. That's just great team football right there. No doubt about it. And Maryland gets a huge win over West Virginia. Chig, for, for you, um, having to have like a, a, a semi-normal offseason, I know there's still a little bit of things you guys have to do, but compared to a year ago when Talia was first coming in and there were all these protocols and you didn't know if you're going to be playing games, how nice was it to have like a normal offseason, a full camp, spring football, all of that, and where did it put like your relationship with your quarterback coming into this season? Oh yeah, it was amazing because you know I didn't even get the chance to play last season, so yep. I wasn't even really with the team. And um, yeah, this off season it was uh, there were some things that obviously were different. You know, we had to wear masks during workouts. We still had to do some type of social distancing on campus, but um, yeah, it was great just having the opportunity to come back and really just because spring football was pretty normal, so that time got to build the chemistry with my quarterback, you know, all the times throwing in the off season in the springtime, getting to build that chemistry and then obviously during camp we all came together and became a really tight team. I feel like this is this is the closest I've seen this team been since I've been here. Since my freshman year, my sophomore year, my junior year. I feel like everybody on this team, like we really are brothers. Like we really all do love each other. We know we all do our three H's, so we all know each other's you know, past, your history. We all know what makes certain guys tick. We all know. We just know everything about each other, man. And that's what makes this team so special, I think. And that's why we showed it on Saturday that, like, we're just a band of brothers that never turn on each other and just keep fighting. Well, it's, 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 it's awesome to see. Chica Conquo is with us, Maryland tight end. We're chatting with him after their big win over West Virginia. Of course, they're back in action this Saturday against Howard in College Park. And tickets are available. Get down and check out the Terps. Um, Chick, you, you referenced sitting out last year and, and not being able to play and, and sort of seeing like the foundation being laid for maybe what this program was going to be capable of doing. Take me through like how difficult it was. Obviously, it was difficult for everybody, even the guys that were playing. It was quite difficult to go through last season. But like, did you, did you sense it? Did you feel something was coming um, with this team, even watching from afar a year ago? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I wasn't around, but I came back. Um, in the fall and that's when I was around the team again and I could definitely see like the beginnings of it all man like from that Minnesota game as you all saw when they did, had that comeback um, it just really showed like the potential of the team you see we had a great quarterback we haven't had a great quarterback in college park in a long time and that's really the piece that we've been missing over the past few years and then those, seeing the way that team fights man and then <clears throat> getting to stack that up Again, the off season, then going back into this season, you just knew that we had that the team was different. The different mindset is just the different mindset, not laying down, always just fighting to the end of the game. And I really appreciated seeing them work like that, man, because I knew how hard it was for them. They had to do so many weeks and just didn't know if they're going to play. There's so many weeks the games got canceled, and they were still practicing super hard the whole entire week. And it was, I know that it was really frustrating for them to, you know, practice all those weeks and then certain like on Thursday they'd be like, okay, guys, we're not playing this week. So, like, that whole week we just went to waste. But, mm -hmm. yeah, just seeing them fight, man, it was awesome just seeing the guys and the resilience and the team. I couldn't wait to get back. You, talk, 
You talked about the confidence that you guys all had in the fourth quarter. I mean, I have to think that a lot of that confidence has to do with the quarterback. I mean, what does it do for you guys knowing that the guy taking the snaps back there can make every throw and make the right decisions and fight every down? Yeah, man. Actually, it's so amazing because, you know, it takes all the nerves off of you because you just know it's just like, like what I said before, like everybody on this team, like, trust each other. Like, I seriously trust every like buddy at every single position on this team. And just knowing, like, we were seriously all, like, sitting in the huddle, like, down. Like, no panicking. We're all cool, calm, collected, all smiling. We all knew we were going to go down to win because we awesome. all have trust in each other. And just being able to trust him back there that he can make every throw and trust your teammates that they'll make every catch and make every run and make every block, man, it's just an amazing feeling. Chick, you, um, you, you revealed to everybody what you went through a year ago um, with COVID and myocarditis. And there's yeah. a lot. I, it, first of all, I, and I appreciate the fact that you're willing to talk about it, but can you tell us, like, for people that don't know, were, were you fearful that, like, you were never going to be able to play football again? Yeah, that's actually a thing. So when I was first diagnosed with it, I thought I could get back, like, for the, by the season. But then my second meeting I had, it's like, it was weird because like before they even told me, like I knew they were gonna tell me that I wasn't gonna play this season because I could just feel it in my body. I could like feel, right. I could tell like I was not ready. Like I could tell like, I'd wake up still have certain pains in certain places. I'm like, dang, I really, I just know I couldn't go through a conditioning session right now. And yeah, it was really scary, man. Just sitting there, every waking up every day, like feeling like pain in my chest. It's like, dang. I was like, is this ever gonna go away? Like, will I ever have the opportunity to play again? And if I do play again, like, will my heart be strong enough? Like. And then, you know, just leaving it all to God, man, trusting him and just getting back. Now I'm feeling better than I ever have, way better condition than I've ever, ever been in my life. And I'm just so thankful and so grateful to be back out here playing again. I, I wanted to talk about that. Does it give you a different perspective? Like having gone through that, does it mean more to you being out there this season? Is there something about it that's that's even more special because you had to go through a moment where you didn't know if it might be taken away from you forever? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, in, like, on Saturday, I was so excited. Like, I, I couldn't stop telling people how happy I was yeah. to just be playing football. Again, I was so excited. Like, going through the tunnel, man, and just, just playing in the game. And then, honestly, like, and then getting a chance to score a touchdown again. Like, when I was in the end zone, as soon as I scored, I'm just, like, shaking my head because I'm just like, I'm just like, wow. I never thought this would be possible again. Here I am. So, Bro, you're giving me chills yeah. right now. Like, you're giving me legit yeah. chills talking about it, man. That's so special, dude. And I, we're yeah. so happy for you that you got to have that moment. And, and it hasn't yeah. changed your perspective, too. Like, you know, when, when you hear people talking about, like, not taking things seriously and, you know, like, I, I hate all of it. Does, it. does it change your perspective at all about, you know, the message that you give to your teammates, the, the people that you're around in your life about the fact that, like, hey, yo, this thing is real that we're dealing with? Oh, yeah, for sure. I always tell people all the time, like, when people, like, you know, they're, just putting stuff off, like, especially if you're putting COVID off, I'm like, guys, like, take that stuff serious. Like, we need to follow the guidelines. Like, this stuff is, like, real stuff. Like, you never know what could happen to you. And then, like, also, like, coming back, yeah, like, before, like, I think I'm, that's one thing. I really cut out, like, all the excuses that I've ever had, you know, when I'm tired, when I don't want to do certain things. Because literally, I had that opportunity to sit out for six months and, like, never know if I was going to do it again. So it's, like, a, a way bigger appreciation for the game. And just bigger love for the game, just knowing that I had almost had it all taken away from me, and just getting the opportunity to play again. I just want to leave every single snap on the field, and like leave, pour my heart on the field every time I step on the field, man. Because I never know, you never know if it's when it's going to be your last time ever playing. Yeah, it's 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 such a you know it's such a good point. I I, I hate the fact that you had to go through that in order to have this feeling, yeah. man. But like, 
Boy, it is special to hear you talk about it and how much it means to you and how cool it is for Maryland fans. I guess, with all that being said, you might as well just go ahead and go win the Big Ten this year, right? Like, you might as well. Yeah, might as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you're going to go hey, through I all that? I think team has a chance, man. I mean, you, it's hard. I get that you don't want to get ahead of yourselves. I get that it's just Howard. Yeah. Like, I understand all of that, man. But it's, it's hard not to feel something special about what you guys are doing. And I can't imagine – you know, seeing that video, dude, that scene in the, the locker room with you guys in the new locker room now and, like, how cool that place is. Um, yeah. Can you put into words, like, see, we've seen the videos of it, just how amazing it was to have that moment in that new locker room after that game on Saturday. Yeah, it's honestly, like, the the perfect, like, you know, storyline because, like, you know, every have everything it was built this summer, we were moved in, and then the only thing now we needed was to get the win, and, you know, we got the win. And that just pretty much kept off, like, the perfect beginning for us. And, you know, we always say we play to a standard, man. We don't play to an opponent. We we play ourselves every single week. As long as we play to our standard every single week, I feel like we have a chance to win a ton of games. That's awesome, man. Chigakonkwa, dude, we are so unbelievably happy for you. Uh, I know it's at yeah, Chig. Thank you so much. It's at Chig Tweets on Twitter. What about on yes, Instagram? Sir. Where can where can Maryland fans be following you on Instagram? On Instagram, you guys can follow me at d1.chig. D1.Chig, give him a follow on there. Dude, Chig, what a story, man. You truly gave me goosebumps uh, talking to you this morning, man. We are so happy for you and what you guys are doing. Go get him on Saturday. Let's talk again as the season goes on, all right? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Chig Aconquo. Whew. Tell me that didn't just give you chills. Like, tell me that didn't just, like, shoot something through your body. That is awesome. That is unbelievable stuff, man. Definitely. Uh, really quick, let me t- remind everybody, Monday night's going to be really special down at the stadium, um, at M&T Bank Stadium, the Baltimore Ravens countdown to kickoff party presented by Miller Lite. Uh, all-time low is going to be there, live performance. There's going to be a live broadcast on BAL. There's going to be so much going on, and then you can hang out afterwards, watch Ravens Raiders on the Ravens Vision boards in the stadium. They're going to do all the in-game entertainment they typically do for a home game. Tickets are only $10, which is nuts, and parking is free concessions are going to be open this is such a cool event i i i mean this genuinely i was talking about this in the away from here you could say hey glenn i get it they're they're you have to talk about it mm-hmm. i'm telling you genuinely glenn clark it i hope they do this every time they open the season on the road i think this is such a cool concept for getting people down that otherwise might not be able to afford going to games that can feel the experience you can't go to an all-time low concert for $10. There, that is not a thing. This is unreal. 10 bucks. That's it. Go up to $20 day of the game. So get them now. You still have a few days. BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about Chickaconqua. It's just, it's just phenomenal. I mean, Definitely. just absolutely phenomenal. A tremendous story and everything that he's been through thinking that it was maybe over and so he feels stronger than ever <laughs> i mean that's sort of look it's not related there everybody's cases is different are Correct. different but it's hard Correct. not to think about heston kerstad of course with the orioles and yeah what it he's does going give you through, some hope right? sure it gives you some hope that like you know you can get back to that place and boy he looked good i mean he took that that's a 6-3 tight end that took a screen from outside the 20-yard line where he caught Once it. Once upon a time, another good 6-3 tight end at Maryland, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they definitely – they have produced uh, – and that guy was a, maybe even more of an athletic yeah. freak, however. Like, yeah. that guy's one of the most athletic freaks I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, my God, we called him Cyborg. 
uh, back in the day, Vernon Davis, because it was just like looking at somebody who wasn't human when you would see him. And Chickaconkle was yeah. a hell of an athlete, but that's it's a difficult For comparison sure. because you're talking about seriously one of the most athletic freaks that has same, ever existed. Same height, same position. I hear you. By all means, by all means. May he have the career that Vernon Davis had, which is not Hall of Fame, but like the next rung below mm -hmm. as far as the tight end position is concerned. He is among the greatest tight ends in football history that will never if he had been won't. in a different offense who knows oh he definitely had the talent and still had the production at times that like there were moments where he might have been on a hall of could have ran trajectory. a little faster in the 40 though yeah i mean that would have been sure four three eight what is that it was at a tight end it was four four or something like that it was nuts i mean it was insane but uh awesome stuff with chica conquo appreciate that uh question from from ba -ba -ba. Uh, Paul in Ovilando, do you think Harbaugh talked to Andy Reid at all about Bell, considering Bell had some words to say on his way out the door there? It's funny. We talked about that yesterday with Soren Petro. Paul, as I, it did. It caught me off guard a little bit. And our buddy Soren from down in Kansas City, who, of course, was with um, Le'Veon Bell a season ago, said, sure, but keep in mind, there was a big Marcus Peters-Andy Reid problem. And it maybe wasn't this. It wasn't as direct as Le'Veon Bell. And there was a Bell. stop in between where he had sort and, of redeemed himself to and, an extent. And, and that's fair, but still the direct comparison is sure. John Harbaugh and Andy Reid's relationship. That Andy Reid is literally John Harbaugh's mentor. For John Harbaugh to be the guy to sign up for the guy that just trashed Andy Reid mm -hmm. on the way out the door seems a bit much. Um, and what Saran brought up is like, look, it's, it's clear that this wasn't going to stop John Harbaugh mm -hmm. from going after a guy like this because he, he went after Marcus Peters, not him specifically. The sure. Ravens did, and John Harbaugh has enough equity in that that he certainly, his opinion, his voice matters in the conversation but and has made it work. Um, and Soren, maybe getting a little bit of a dig in, at Andy Reid, said John Harbaugh just might be better at this, just might managing be better at managing and, personalities yeah. than Andy Reid is, that like it just might work a different way that John Harbaugh and this and system not hard to believe considering Andy Reid's expertise is offensive design Correct. and coaching Correct. like that X's and O's whereas John Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator right, right. Like that, that became a head coach because he wowed in an interview in an interview yeah. 100% more of a college type of guy and so you know we've seen he's he is it's been different with everybody it didn't work between John Harbaugh and Chris McAllister obviously it did not work between John Harbaugh and Bernard Pollard and it did not work fair right like Le'Veon Bell knows probably exactly his situation here and that he's going to have to no, earn he was, opportunities. He was unemployed it's not like he a week. has the cachet here that he would have in well, Pittsburgh. Well, it's not just or, here. He was unemployed a week sure. out of the NFL season. Yep. Like, unemployed. Whereas other guys that set out training camp, guys like um, we talked about Josh Norman. Um, I feel like there was somebody else who sat out yep. because they just didn't want to go. They got signed, and the team said, okay, yeah, we'll give it you It might not be his last chance, but it's his last best chance, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it was approaching last chance, right? Like, you're right. I, I think somebody else would have – the injuries would have occurred this season, and somebody would have been inclined to say, you know, Le'Veon's still sitting out there. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Um, but it was – if 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 there it can be a reclamation of something close to what Le'Veon Bell was, this, this needed to be it. Mm -hmm. You need to get here quickly and make it happen soon. And I'm I'm still not convinced that there'll be something close to what Le'Veon Bell has been. Um, Decent offense, run the football in. Yeah, it's he's going to have a chance, and we'll see if uh, Murray ends up uh, getting in the mix. Some more responses from uh, Jay. I like Murray, but if his price is high, we will have a lot invested in our backfield next season. Well, again, I don't think there's a world in which you're signing Murray for more than one year. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a thing. 
Um, I, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe there's some. Maybe he has opportunities elsewhere for right. And if, years, if right? somebody's willing to offer that, then you're. I think that is the end of that. Mm-hmm. Like you're not committing multiple years to um, to Latavius Murray at 31 years old. As good as he has been, and he's still four and a half yards per carry the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's been better the last two years than the two years before that. Yeah, good pass catcher, and I yes. mentioned the, p- the blocking is as 100%. important as anything. All of, as good as yeah. he is, I don't think you're committing multiple years to a 31 year old running back. I just I don't think I so. So if that's the answer, if he's expecting that, then I think that that you say no. And John from Little Rock makes signing Murray the priority. He's a good fit for them. He's effective in the passing game and had good rushing average numbers. Although a few people like Jay, um, like a lot of people are getting into mentioning, and it's worth pointing out, that Le'Veon Bell is younger than Latavius Murray. Like that sure. We'll go with the younger back. Running styles-wise, Latavius Murray certainly hits the line a little bit faster and harder. I mean, I don't know about I – mean, you know what I mean. Right. His style is more north-south, get uphill, and just, you know, go. Le'Veon, of course, is, and it was it was to his credit earlier in his career, but if you wonder if he's lost a step or is not as quick as maybe he used to be, that patient approach may not be as effective as it once was. Uh, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong. We will see. We will see. Well, I think we'll see. Right. Anyway, moving forward. All right. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Drew Forrester joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. It's brought to you by Express Exterior Design, Grade 8's memorabilia, and Pressbox. I love you more than self-imposed. I love you more than spray and hoses. I love you more than bird calls, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialist. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Once again this season, Pressbox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash Sports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. PressBox's Project Game Day, every game day presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. 
Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, Beer, Wine, and Spirits Showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. Join PressBox's fantasy football expert Ken Zalas for the opening night of NFL season on Thursday, September 9th, 7 p.m. at Sports and Social inside of Live Casino. While you're there, say hi to KZ and let him give you advice on setting up your fantasy team, picking starters, and who you might trade for or pick up on waivers. Watch the opening NFL game, get free fantasy football tutoring from Ken Zalas, and enjoy the new Sports and Social Club at Maryland Live. We'll see you on September 9th. Must be 21 or older to enter. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, if you haven't picked up the new print issue of Press Box yet, Marlon Humphrey is on the cover. It's a great cover story by Bo Smolka about where Marlon finds himself in like sort of the pantheon of great defensive players in Ravens history and sort of him being the guy now for this franchise on that side of the ball. Go pick up this issue for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms out of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Continue to get me your responses. Uh, the scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. You can find them there. Respond accordingly. And uh, we will continue talking about them as the morning goes along. I am, uh, oh, he's there. Oh, how about that? Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Good morning, pal. How are you? We're painting Lucy's room, so I'm in her room. What are you, what are you, wait a second. What are you painting Lucy's room? What are you? Um, it was the color of her choice. It's like a cream color. Okay. Like, was this a, was this a gift? Like, she just woke up. Is, is this, when you moved into the house, you knew you were going yeah. to be painting? Okay. This was All the right. last room. See the thing in the back there, right there, the I, blue thing? I actually, I can't. Hang on a second. Let me paint um, in this way. Oh, okay. I see. I yeah, see. So now. We'll, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So anyway, the lighting's not great, which is probably good for me because, like, very much like you, I have I, a face for. Reading. Correct. Everybody knows that. Are you working on like this? Is perhaps a new show you're going to start? Like, is this something where yeah. like That's you're fine. gonna go into painting, other... my kid, painting my kid's room? You mean this that was thing? your big? Yeah. This was your big push to unveil it here on this program. That was the way it was gonna go. Hey, I uh, wish the lighting were better, but the lighting's just no good. Yeah, I mean, it's a real shame. I mean, I think a lot of people, I've already gotten a lot of complaints. I'm just letting you know. There's been a lot of people are saying things on the internet about the lighting. It might be a little, might be a little better. I don't know if that's a great angle of me, but you know. Stop, stop. You're trying. There we go. You're trying, better. trying better. way too hard. You're trying way this too is hard. better. Okay. You know who would be good to get to, to try a little bit harder is the United States soccer team. Ooh. God. Well, I, you know. There are a lot of moving parts of this thing tonight. I, I, I mean, like, I'm not like the like fact that it's not on TV. <laughs> That's one of the is, moving it, parts. Well, it's on TV. You just got to search for it. No, it's it's, on it's not on TV. It's on Paramount Plus. Well, that's TV. That's not TV. That's a streaming but, service that you have to sign up for. Well, I'm going to watch it. Well, yeah, I'm sure you are. Yes. Um, I'm glad you told me that though, because I thought my system has Paramount Plus. Uh, I don't. I have no. Your system has Paramount Plus. Well, I'm pretty sure I have Paramount Plus. But anyway, you have to sign up for um, a free trial or something. Yeah, I think. Or something like that. There, you know, this is. I'm not Jason Lockenfora who thinks the coach should be fired every every game. Right. But this is. There's some. There's some moving parts here that if they don't win tonight, 
and let's pretend. I remember when Klinsman got fired, they lost to Mexico. I think it was two nothing in the first game. It wasn't really close. And then they just absolutely gutted it against Costa Rica. And everyone was like, he's got to go. He's got to go. Like yeah. the team quit on it. Right. If somehow tonight, now Honduras is also tied both of their first two games, but if somehow tonight, I'm not even sure Honduras has scored yet. I don't, maybe they, they tied Canada. I know they, I know it was nothing, nothing in their first game against Panama. Maybe, I don't, I don't remember. I'm checking. I'm I'm checking. I'm checking. They they tied, um, they tied Canada and then they tied El Salvador. So there was no score against El Salvador. Maybe it was one, one with Canada. I think it was one, one. Okay. But anyway, it, if, if Honduras somehow tonight... It was. It beat, was 1-1, by the way. Yeah. If Honduras somehow tonight were to beat them for nothing, where do you go from here? You've I mean... Played, you've played arguably two of the three easiest teams in the thing. You don't have a win. And you're in a little bit of upheaval because one of your best three players apparently doesn't like the coach and the coach doesn't like him. Um like, what do you do? It's, if they lose tonight, but, but what it's, do you do? But, okay, but it's also coming off what was one of the better stretches of, of America. I, I don't think that matters. I think a guy has to matter for something. Like, well, no, no, no. Let me say this. I, I'm not subscribing to firing him. I'm not subscribing. I'm not saying fire the guy. Right. I, uh, but what I am saying is I don't think what they did in June matters. Okay. I you, I, I, you, it, in, I think what you're saying, in context, well, I get that World Cup qualifying is absolutely what matters most, right? Like, And the World Cup, that this is the existence of a national soccer program is based around the World Cup, right? Like, I, I get that, 100%. Right. But at the same time, do you throw away everything that occurred over the course of the last four months and just pretend like it didn't happen, which is better than... The bar is really low here. But you got to remember, th- this is these games in the summer. I know, B, I know. We had, our, we had our B team. Most everybody else had their B team too. Like I, they just don't matter. They were. It was nice. It was good for development. But they in 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 this moment, those things don't matter. Now, I think they're in for they're in for a tough road tonight. Like they don't have Reina. They don't have McKenney. They don't have Dest. And, and if you were doing a, an American depth chart just in terms of quality, those are three of their best five players. Right, but they like the first game they played without Pulisic. You know what I mean? Like, I how are how do you Under, how do you judge? Eesh, eesh, this but they, is. But they, this is. I mean, they have to go there. I mean, the very very worst thing they could do there tonight, obviously, is tie. Right. Well, it's not the very worst thing they could do there. Well, no, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, for, if you're you're saying you're saying if they tie, then you don't fire the coach. Like it's not tie, it's not good, but you don't fire the coach. If they tie, you got three points, and in theory, you've done what you wanted to do at a minimum in two of the three games, which is get a tie on the road. Right. So, but I mean, they got a lot of this is this is a huge challenge for them tonight, and the McKenney thing sort of looming in the distance of whether or not he's going to be back in October or not. Um, that, I, I think that's a very significant piece to this. And I don't know. I mean, now we know what happened, right? He brought a girl back right. to the hotel and, they, and, and blah, 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 which is totally stupid. What we, and we, what we know don't that. know is if he tried to do what the Seahawks player did a year ago and like put her in team gear and try to pretend like it was another player coming into the oh, hotel. I don't know about that, but like, you know, th- in some ways, in some ways, 
I don't want to say everybody's to blame because, you know, Burhalter had to do what he had to do. But in some ways, it's just a total breakdown on, on like that they haven't some that McKenney somehow isn't smart enough or convicted enough to know that, dude, you 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 can't possibly need a girl that bad that you would jeopardize your team's chances at a World Cup for it. Like it, it, there is a part of me that that says like how do you bring that guy back i mean really? i i I, honestly, hear you. I hear you how do you bring a guy back who on the eve of a world cup qualifying game brought a girl back to the hotel room how do you do that i hear you how do you bring a guy back who had so little invested in because, everything because he's a good player i mean like we know the answer to the question he's I a, hear you, he's man, a really good player and you don't have a lot I, of those and she's a nice girl yeah <laughs> Sure. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Drew, I completely understand what you're saying, but I don't really think there's a lot of debate here. I, I don't think that the U.S. soccer is in a place to make those types of statements, unfortunately. I mean, I just think that's the reality of it. The reality is if, if you had a real program and you produced, you know, Serie A-level players all the time, then you do. You make that statement and say, look, we're not saying you're gone forever. We're saying you're gone for a while, and there's a serious penalty. I don't think they can afford to do that as a program. I just I don't think they're there, and I think that's just unfortunately the reality of the circumstances. I don't know, man. I think it's I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm the I'm the first guy to say like we don't have any good players, so right. however many we have, we got to keep them. Right. But this was a really really oh it's insane. I get it. I can. Compl- it's insane. This is, this is to me, and I do think that the nuances of this matter, and you do judge this accordingly um i think this is way different than him sneaking out at 11 30 and going to have a beer at a bar uh, I, really I don't do. know i, I think, think they're pretty this similar is, this is so stupid that it, it's beyond recognition of how stupid it is yeah i i don't know i there's probably a human side of me that would say something like look you know we're we're a year and a half into this and at some point young people are going to be young people and like that i i, I don't know it's one thing, like when you asked him for a summer to like not go. I, we're, we're, we've been asking these guys for a long time to not do the things that like every. Well, young I only need him to do it for done. one more night, by the way. I hear you. I hear you, man. Well, we don't. Sunday night. Sunday night after yeah, the game, go, you can bring, go out and bring, run around do whatever. You right, want. bring seven of them back. Right, I, I completely uh, understand. But anyway, that. it's it's a huge game. Um, I, I, you know, obviously El Salvador is. I mean, sorry, Honduras has not been very good either, but. You, you have to be able to watch the games. Like if you watch the U.S. play in these last two games, there are some things that are very, very apparent that the score or lack thereof doesn't tell you. We've had it's a lackluster. series. Yeah, it's been, la- a, it's been, it's been de- depressing almost to watch. Well, it's- but if, if you look at the 180 minutes of soccer, there, there have been, and I'm just throwing this number out, there have been 50 minutes of pretty of of high level stuff from them that just they didn't score goals from it but they had a number of chances the ball fell on sergeant's foot he's terrible like there were a bunch of things that happened but on the on the flip side 75 or 80 minutes of it looked like it was high level college soccer and that might be being disrespectful to high level college soccer yeah like some of the soccer they've played and some of the mistakes and some of the, like the disjointed look of the team. And this is where people like La Confora are going to go back to the coach and say, how, how can they look this awkward together? 
So they they just need to win tonight. If they win tonight, everyone shuts up. Your guy, right? your guy, John Little Rock's on board with you. He says if if they lose tonight, it's over for the. He calls him the gym teacher. That's the coach. I, I don't, again, yeah. I don't. I am not jumping up and down and saying that he should be fired if they lose tonight. Because what if they? What if they score in the 30th minute and El Salvador – or I keep saying El Salvador. Honduras ties it in the 70th minute, and then there's one of those, hey, that was kind of a weird handball. Let's call a penalty kick. And they lose 2-1 to one despite out shooting them 9-3. Right, right. It's another thing entirely if they get if they lose 4 nothing like they did to Costa Rica when they fired Klinsman. I, so I, right. I, and then here's the other thing to consider, too. When they fired Klinsman, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I could be wrong, I think they had from November to March – before oh, they played. A, like a long i hear you that was a long right. break right they, i think have, i think you're right they have four weeks to get ready for the next game yep they got three more qualifiers coming up in october yeah. i hear you so. i hear you uh just just for the dumb person they're not they're not like in danger yet right like this is it's way too early to like think this is a real that these results leave them at danger of not making the world cup i would say if they lose tonight that they go into d-a-n Wow. All right. I mean, think about it. They play Mexico two times. Based on what you've seen so far, they're not going 2-0 and in those games, right? Yeah. I mean, that, with, no, it seems very unlikely. I hear you. So far. Yep. Um, they're going to have a difficult time with Canada because of, the, of what Canada brings offensively. I think we saw that the other night. And we know how Canada's going to play. I mean, well, frankly, Canada didn't play on Sunday night. They just sat back the whole time and tried to counterattack, which is how they scored. And they're going to Canada. And I said this even over the summer when they won the Olympic, I said, Canada is going to be a tough out because of the style they play. And the fact that they've got guys on the outside who can beat people one-on-one. So they, they do have Jamaica. You would think they could beat Jamaica twice. Costa Rica is clearly not the team they were, but look at our history at Costa Rica. It ain't very good. So I, I, I'm with you. Is it time to panic? Eh, maybe not, but I, I would yeah, say you're saying a loss today. And yeah, if yeah. they lose tonight, um, they're they're if they're not behind the eight ball, it's rolling towards them. Let's say that. Okay, I, I mean, I, you're probably not wrong about it's that. A very fair question. Yeah. I think it's the same fair question about the coach. Like we, you know, we do this right. We because this is how you know how, and, and you've been around football long enough, mostly because it's just what we're ingratiated. You know, this is what we learn about football. The coaches when they're ahead thirty to three, we all know the game's over. Yep. Right. Yep. But the coach. Harbaugh keeps the starters in and would say to you or me afterwards, because he did before, hey, man, it's the NFL. Correct. They score to make it 30 to 10, and then we fumble the kickoff, and all of a sudden it's 30-17 with nine minutes to go. And if we punt and they get the ball back, you know, yeah, and you and I are not, going, They're not going to stop trying. They're not agreeing to work with us. But you and I are going. going, John, the other team hadn't been over midfield since the second quarter. Right, right. But so there are some things that are sort of like, normal in sports at the top and and one of them would be in this case oh we're not going to panic the coach you know if they lose tonight you know burhalter is going to say it's not time to panic it's 14 games we got three out of the way we got 11 to go but we know i think like dude this could derail what if you go oh one and two in the next three I mean, then it's a, then it's a complete disaster. Yes, right. I mean, like at that point, it is an absolute unmitigated disaster that almost right. can't be saved. I mean, I, right. I hear so, you. I hear. You. I think it's. I think I know people are going to say that the media, you know, like all you guys are doing is stirring a pot. If they don't win tonight, yeah, they're in a, trouble. It's an issue. You're not wrong. All right, he's For Drew. Sure. Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish dot com.
Hey, uh, I'm going to do this here just because I, I forgot to message you. You uh, you have any interest in doing post game with me on Monday, October 11th after the uh, the Colts game? That sounds like a possibility. I, all right. But something in my head tells me no. But oh, let, let's oh, check. Okay. He hates you. Yeah, that, that, part, that part, by yeah. the way. No, uh, we'll there's, some, there's a reason why. I, we'll talk about it. All right. We'll talk. I, about I don't it. know. I gotta look at my schedule. We'll talk about it. I'm just reminding everybody we're doing Project Game Day again this season. I have a uh, personal assistant, by the way. Now she handles it all. Is it Lucy? <laughs> you yes. Wow. Wow. How how much? How are you paying her? How's that work? Painted out? rooms. Yeah, I'm painting a room. Yeah, that's you know what she needs to go to work. That's the way it's gonna have to go. Um. Anyway, uh, Project Game Day is back this season. We're doing it uh, halftime and post game for every game with a rotating. A uh, group of analysts that will be joining me, including uh, KZ and Rita, and who knows, maybe even Drew Forrester every now and then. During oh, the yeah, when, the, the, when the others can't make it, we'll call that's, Drew. That's the way that it works, pal. That's the. Uh, I just want to make sure you know where you are in the pecking order. Just yeah, if I'm back. behind Ken Zalas, <laughs> I am in big trouble. You, you think the U.S. is in big trouble? Oh, I am stop, in big trouble. Stop. I'm behind Ken Zalas. Project Game Day is back and brought to you by Window Nation and Glory Days Grill. You'll find us every game day this season. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Hey, uh, I want to do Would You Rather Wednesday. Do you have your phone nearby you? Because I just sent you a, uh, a link. Oh, to... I thought you wanted to talk about the Ryder Cup picks. Uh, no, we'll get, I might. By the way, it was on my list, and we might get there, but Would You Rather Wednesday is more important to me. So we're okay. going to do that first, and then maybe I'll let you spend a minute on the Ryder Cup picks. Um, number one, and this one's the most practical. Would you rather Wednesday scenario? I think I've I've given in oh, some time. I'm looking time. at it now. No, that's okay. not the one. That it, that's number two. We'll get to that. Save okay. it. Number one is basically what's going on right now with the uh, Ravens. It's would you rather they go ahead and put Le'Veon Bell on the active roster? Maybe they bring in Trenton Cannon to help out with special teams, and that's it. Or no, they can't trust Bell. They have to find a way to clear cap space and sign Latavius Murray. Well, I think. Bell, I mean, to me, unless I'm reading it wrong, I think he's just a short-term guy until they get to the trade deadline and they can take some, you know, they can trade for somebody. I, I, I don't know enough about the cap to know all the how all this works. Um, is Latavius Murray better than Le- Le'Veon Bell? 100. Uh, percent Do they have the ability to, you know, functionally get him in there with the cap and all that? I have no idea. If they do, they should. But I, my thing on Bell is bring him in, let him run around. In six weeks, they're going to look for somebody else, I think. I, I, I can't imagine after what he did in New York or Kansas City that he's even remotely passable anymore as a legitimate running back in the league. Yeah, I mean, the argument somebody would make is that he averaged four yards per carry, right? Like, that while it was in a small sample size, it's not as if he wasn't pro- – I mean, uh, there are people that are comparing this to Des Bryant. There's no compa- – like, Le'Veon Bell was a productive player just in a small sample size and clearly not someone – that had accepted where he was at that point in his career uh, a year right. ago. And if that hasn't changed, like if he still thinks he's going to be an alpha in Baltimore, then there's no chance of this working. I can't fathom that if that was a thing that he would have been signed because I just don't believe for a second that the Ravens would have signed up for that. Although somebody would say, can you really believe that Chiefs signed up for that? And that's, that's a fair point. Right. Um, that So that's the biggest issue to me. He's he, there's I still think he's an NFL player. I don't think he's Le'Veon Bell. Like I think that's pretty clear. But I still think he's an NFL player. And given where the Ravens are, I don't know that the standard is much more than just NFL player. Like you're, you're dealing with needing to have somebody who's competent. And who knows? Maybe he can scratch a little bit of that. So I have no issue with him doing it. But I'm 100% in the 
figure it out, you know, category. And I get that it's not easy and we just say these things and then somebody's got to actually go do the work, but like the work can always be done. We're not talking about them needing five million bucks in order to be able to sign Latavius Murray for a year unless there's competition. If there's competition and somebody wants to give them something, then you say, okay, God bless. We can't do that here. We just don't have the ability to sign you for a multi for multi years or for you know significant money, anything along those lines. Right. But for for uh, one year and three million bucks, you can figure out a way to clear that type of space. How funny would it have been if he would have changed his name? Like you just said, he's no longer Le'Veon Bell. How funny would it have been if he had changed his name and they would have said we're signing right. Glenn Clark, right? And somebody would say, the guy looks like. You look a lot well, like Levy and It reminds me of the famous, the morning that you, the f- only time that Drew ever prepared content, like said, I've got a, to-, and I made content, that's not fair, because he would do skits and stuff like that. He prepared a topic that he wanted to address with callers. Like he wanted to put a topic out there for callers to call in about. Was, I remember this. I, I remember it uh, like like yesterday. There, somebody from the Golf Channel finally got an interview with Tiger Woods after he hadn't done an interview in a long time. And you said, I want to know what you guys would want to ask Tiger Woods. Oh, this was one and, of your best lines ever. And I said, Drew, this is really easy. I would look up and say, didn't you used to be Tiger Woods? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my question. That was when, that was when he called Alex, um, the, the guy from Tampa. That's when he said, you're, boy, you're a real beauty, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Remember <laughs> when Alex was bothering him about something and right. Tiger wouldn't answer it? Right, I do remember that now. I do remember that. Tiger gave him the look and said, "Boy, you're a real beauty." Yeah, but Drew, like he had prepared something. He wanted. I love that. That was a great answer. He wanted to put a topic out there. He wanted to take calls. Drew's bit normally was just like, and in fairness, this was a show we used to do. People would just call, like they would start calling, and Drew was sort of like, "Whatever you want to talk about." I when I got yelled at for taking too many calls, and you and I got called into a meeting, and the boss said, "None of these people know what they're talking about." Um, why do you have so many callers on that none of them know what they're talking about? I said to the boss, I'm, I'm dead wrong. I thought it was called talk radio. Right. I do remember that conversation. I, I mean, what way. do I know? Right. But I, I thought it was called talk radio because people called in and we talked to them. But this particular but, morning, after we had been yelled at a few times about our preparation for the program and what we were doing, Drew said, all right, I'll come up with a topic and I'll throw it out there. And I said, well, there's only one question I can think of, and that is, yep. didn't you used to be Tiger Woods? And it would be kind of similar. Um, I w- somebody gave me Le'Veon Bell's number yesterday. Maybe we'll try to call him. Um, if I, like, the first thing might be, didn't you used to be Le'Veon Bell? Like, yeah, right. Wasn't, right. wasn't that What's a your thing? name now? Right. Who are right. you today? Because this right. guy, not Le'Veon Bell. All right, uh, number two is the one that I sent you that you need the pictures for. So if you guys haven't seen it, um, yeah, go at go at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Um, these are two incidents that have occurred recently at stadiums. Ooh, and yeah, they are really not pretty. So would you rather, for the rest of your life, the only sandwich you can ever eat again is this quote unquote Philly cheesesteak that they sell at Brewers games. I don't know I if saw this it. you saw it. Yeah. I don't know if that'll translate over the camera for other people to see it. That is allegedly the beef product. The Phillies are currently playing the Brewers, and apparently two, one of the beat writers, who's originally from Wisconsin, went into the stands and purchased this abomination and brought it back to the press box, and his fellow beat writers were like, what in the bloody F are you doing? Now, so that's option one. Now, you can. this is the only sandwich you I can eat it. ever again for the rest of your life. Or... The only pizza you can ever eat again in your life is the marinara pizza 
that they're selling at Rams games this season at that brand-new billion-dollar stadium that they opened up out there that I don't – I have no idea what I'm looking at. This it is, appears to be very dry bread with a very thin layer of marinara, some basil that has no longer wilted but utterly dried, and maybe one piece of mozzarella. Uh, and you're saying – and you're saying – you have to make this decision without eating either one of them. You don't get to eat either one of them. You just have to look at them and make the decision. And keep in mind, whichever you choose, you have to consume at least once every two weeks the rest of your life. That's the rule. And In exchange for what? Or you die, is what I'm saying. Well, you this might is die the way, this, is the, way the, this is the way things. the game works. You have to consume it at least once every two weeks. If you eat that and steak sandwich once every two weeks of your life, you might die. That's possible. Die and in the sandwich, you don't get to eat any other sandwich ever again. That's the only sandwich you ever have. There'll be no Cubans. There'll be no peanut butter and jelly. There'll be no anything. Banana mayonnaise sandwiches. What was the one that you like? You like the one with the Oreos, right? There'll be none of those. And on the flip side, if you choose the pizza, you can never eat a slice of pepperoni ever again. You can never go. Just plain pepperoni. You could eat a a single pepperoni, but not a slice of pepperoni pizza. You can't have a, a nice Hawaiian ever again in your life. There will never again be another pepperoni and you can't try to cheat your way out of this like wraps it's the same way you can't try to say i'll just eat strombolis instead it's anything sandwich or pizza adjacent as well so through four well, i'm going i'm going with the cheesesteak you're gonna eat that monstrosity once every two weeks the rest of your life for what it's worth i think in a vacuum it's either that or i eat the other monstrosity but in a vacuum that. i would agree the cheesesteak looks more palatable than the pizza the issue is that Sandwiches yes, are, are more important broader, than pizza. It's a broader. That's right. sort of why I went with this play. So you're saying you would choose. To I eat would take the pizza in order to keep all of the sandwiches in your life. Yeah, I like sandwiches a lot. Yeah, and so like, like if I would be, a, I like pizza too, but I don't crave pizza the way that I. The spectrum of sandwiches. That's a terrible question, by the way. Ah, that's the idea of the game, Drew. That's the, the we oh. don't. <laughs> the idea is not. Would you rather have a billion dollars or a, a mansion? Like, that's not all that fun. The sandwich spectrum is too broad. You could even make a pizza sandwich in a way, You right? could like, make a pizza sandwich. A pizza steak sandwich yeah, is quite like popular. All of that stuff, you could still cover. It's easier to replicate the flavor of pizza without being able to eat pizza than it is to go and have a sandwich. Eh, something like that. There's some, there, there's, you're onto something in that way. This is difficult for me because I no longer eat pizza or sandwiches. So this really is just about which one of these am I going to have to eat every two weeks one, for the rest of my life? The first one looks horrible, and it's an abomination you, you, to the, the cheesesteaks that we know. You get the feel that, like... I'm sure it tastes okay. I don't know that it tastes okay. It's, remember, you remember the, the frozen frozen sirloin steak product? I and do, all yes. Like, quite, yes. The, they the, went the, down the, fine. Um, the um steaks? Yeah. yeah the um steaks. They are, went down fine. Uh, but it was know, just, fine. you know, you're not going to expect Ugh. a John's okay, Rose Porsche cheesesteak from that, of course. All right. And number three... Um. Uh, would you rather? Sorry, I got to pull this back up because I just lost my place on here. Would you rather the H? Oh, you know you don't care about the wire, do you? Have you ever even watched the wire, Drew? Have you ever never that? watched one episode? Right, then, of I'll, then I'll save that one to talk about it later. We won't talk yep. about that with you. We'll never. do that with somebody else. All right. So tell me something that matters about the the Ryder Cup picks. Oh well, I mean, obviously the biggest news is that Reed didn't get picked. Um. And it looks sort of kind of like he took Scheffler over him. And golf-wise, it might make a lot of sense. Um, Scheffler's a big hitter, hits it straight, had a really good numbers data-wise. Um, Reed did, did, Reed, did Reed only get left? Like, is the Reed thing because of the COVID or it's because of the golf? 
Um, Stricker, a lot of them, there were four or five questions about Reed today in the press conference. I think Stricker pretty much said, hey, look, you know, with the illness and the fact that he hadn't played very much, we just decided we'd go with with another guy. Um, My personal contention is I don't think you can have him on the team because I don't think anybody wants him on the team. That's my opinion. And I think this turned out to be a very convenient escape clause for Stricker when he missed those two weeks with double pneumonia slash whatever that, whatever that respiratory ailment was that he had um, when, when he missed those two weeks and then didn't come back and play very well last week at Eastlake might've been a different story. If Reed would have shot, you know, 14 under and finished T4 or something that, that, that might've made a, a difference, but overall, I don't think, I don't think he was ever going to be on the team. I, that's just me. I, I don't know how you play him because I don't think anybody wants him around, and I don't think any of the guys on the team want to pair up with him. Well, but they don't like and they don't want Bryson DeChambeau around either. No, <laughs> I don't. I completely disagree with that. Okay, that is that that's that is dead dead red wrong. He and he and Kepka don't get along. And truth of the matter is, Kepka's a bigger prick than him. So it it it. But Bryson is not disliked universally the way this the way the, okay. the way. We, All right, but. The other picks were all not milk toast, but the other picks all made total sense. You knew he was going with Chauvelet, obviously. Right. You knew he was going with Finau. Um, it was weird when they announced the pairings today. They announced him alphabetically, which I didn't realize at first. And when he said Scheffler's name, I went, "Holy crap! He's going to leave Jordan Spieth off the team." And then immediately he said Spieth. Um, but you knew those three: Spieth, Chauvelet, and Finau were getting picked. And I think everyone kind of sort of knew he was going to take Harris English. So the last two picks were the only ones that were really any, had any suspense to them. I personally wanted to see him take Scheffler and Jason Kokrak, but he, instead of, instead of Kokrak, he took Berger, but I understand Berger also has had a very good summer and um, you know, he's had some positive experience in the president's cup. And so it's not, I don't think it's a terrible pick at all. And Berger could be a really good partner for DeChambeau. You don't Simeon. like Coke Rack. You just like the way he smells. Oh, God. God. And that is terrible. <laughs> that, um, that's awful. By the way, I did actually have I, – I had no idea who Jason Kokrak was, but I was sitting out at the 12th with my father on Saturday morning at the BMW, and the, the absolute best moment of the experience to me – he badly missed uh, his second shot on 12, which is a par 5. He badly missed it, except that it hit off a dude's leg and bounced onto the green, and he got oh, wow. an eagle putt out of it. Oh, nice. Like, it was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. It was maybe eight feet from where we were sitting. Like Did that you, guy get, like, a signed golf yeah, ball? Yeah, it's exactly what happened. Like, they went and figured out. They were like, hey, who was it? And the guy, like, it's it hurt him. Like, it hurt the guy. I would imagine. Um, not that he needed to be yeah. checked out or anything yeah, like that, but bruise, it stung. Yeah. yeah. And so they walk up, and like he, you know, Jason Kokrak is laughing about it as he sees. He's like, "Hey, who'd I hit?" And the guy, you know, puts his hand up, and he's like, "Thanks, I really appreciate it." And he he signs a golf ball for him, and he got an eagle. He missed the eagle putt. Maybe he would have gotten up and down from wherever he missed the shot from, so it might not have saved him a, a stroke, but it might very well have saved him a stroke. The ball bounced off this dude that was sitting eight feet away from me, and literally bounced right onto the green. I mean, it was one of the the, the funniest things that I've ever seen. Foot. Correct. Well, the pairings for this thing are going to be interesting because that really that becomes the game within the game. Is who do you pair together? Um, you you got three different format, well, two different formats plus the singles, so you don't pair anybody in that. Right. But who do you pair in the better ball, and who do you pair in the alternate shot? And there are some guys that are natural. You know, Cantlay and Chauvelet played great together in the Presidents' Cup. You kind of sort of got to go with them until they fail 
Um, Thomas and Spieth seem like sort of a natural, this is all better ball. An alternate shot is a completely different animal. Um, and I, I really think D, uh, DeChambeau and Finau will be a great um, pairing together in a better ball as well. All right, so, so you're going to have to explain this to me. Is, is this is this like the Olympics? How do they handle um, – because Chi-Chi's Puerto Rican. How do they handle whether he gets to play for he, the American team? He or... would be on the President's Cup team. But on the inter- well, no, on technically the... no, because Puerto Rico is an American. But not, not in the Olympics. Don't they play for Puerto Rico in the Olympics? Like, don't, I don't they? Know. I don't know how oh, that wait. I don't know how even sure, sure Chi-Chi's still alive. Oh, is no, he? he's still alive. It'll be. <laughs> is a, he? Okay. I, uh, we that I, guess, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I feel like we would have heard that. Yeah. Oh, we did. You think we wouldn't have heard about the 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 icon, the favorite to win each of the last golf tournaments for the last? How long have we been doing this? Twenty right. years. Right. Yeah, we would have. We would have heard about that. He's probably ninety. He's eighty-five. He's eighty-five years old. Eighty-five is uh, where Chi-Chi is. I love that guy. All right. Uh, what else going on in your world? What? What? what uh, anything else that matters? Anything else we need to know about? Um. You know, just I was excited last night to watch a little bit of that Oriole game. Was it? Um, but was it? Like, was it though? I was because I watched the game. How many? And this is the truth. I want you. I want you to answer honestly. They've played 127 games this year. Seven. I didn't finish the question. I, I know what you're going to ask me. How many I watched? Seven. No, how many have you bet on? Okay. Bet on none. <laughs> no. I haven't bet on any. So, it's a mistake. All right, 127 games. How many bits and pieces of a game have you honestly watched? Okay, so you're saying if I even Tuned flipped over, because that's not fair. Like I flipped over and looked at a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But I, if you set the, if you set it as, did did I watch six outs? I'll classify watching yeah. as watching each team bat two times. No, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe twenty at the beginning of the year, maybe. Like when did how many games into the season did John Means throw the no hitter? It was in early May. Thirty five. Right? Okay, so probably about forty then is the number. Probably about forty somewhere not long after the no hitter. Once that first losing streak really hit in was when I stopped prioritizing it every night. And then okay. that was by the way it probably a little bit more than I thought it was going to be to start the season. I I said going into this year with all due respect there is there, in town. There is not the need to watch every game. People are not talking about every game every day. Oh, I, I, I totally understand that. But all I'm saying is, I just wanted to know how many you watched. Nope. Um, I, I'll be right back as soon as there's as soon as they're trying. I'll be right back. But this is okay. they in the same way that they have the right to say we're not trying. And this is I'm not. It's not a protest. It's a I get it. Like I'm that that's what you're gonna do. But while you're doing it, I'm I'm not going to spend my nights watching the Rio Ruizes of the world. I'm just not. That that does nothing for me. And somebody said, "Well, what about Ryan Mountcastle?" Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be, sure, but there's far fewer of them than there are, you know, the guys that aren't actually baseball players. So I just okay. there's other things I can do with my night, my nights. Yeah, I'm I've watched about a hundred and that's nuts to me. It's just that's, do you not like anything else in the world? Is there nothing else that you enjoy? I mean, golf. I guess they don't, if they play. But golf how many of those hundred five did you bet on? Hundred. Yeah, it's part of the. Part of the <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. I just. I uh, I just like I mean I just like baseball and I I, like, I always I like baseball too. I want to make that very clear. And when the Padres and Dodgers were exciting at the beginning of the year, I watched every inning of those games. Then the Padres, you know, stopped being good and so I How about know. that collapse out there? Bro? I mean, it's a disaster. It's an unmitigated I mean, they might not make the playoffs. Oh, they're almost certainly not going to make the playoffs. Oh, no, no, no. It's they're only I don't know. They're not they're, even. What are they? A game behind yeah, the Reds? Yeah, but the Reds have been the Reds have actually been trying. Like the Reds and The Phillies are the Phillies are right there too. Mm-hmm. Um I, like the Padres' problem is their pitching. Clearly, I mean, like they're they're pitching oh, and no for, and and Tatis like just 
utterly like that. You know, that's that is a story that because we like him so much, we're not really talking about. But like the Tatis thing is a potentially he's been slumping. What do you think? Homered a couple days ago. I know that. I mean, maybe, maybe I haven't paid attention the last couple of weeks. So maybe in the last couple of weeks, he's looked like a baseball player again. But like before the last couple of weeks, before before September, from the All Star break until the end of August, he was hitting like two hundred eight. Yeah, I mean it was it was a huge problem. Now for the season, he's still hitting two seventy seven, getting on base at the three sixty three clip. Like for the season, it still looks okay, but he went. Utterly in the tank for a while. And yeah, no, they need they need pitching for sure. But again, pitched well recently. The playoffs are weird, right? They if they somehow squeak in and they play the Dodgers, the Giants yeah, sure. in the first game, they can beat either one of those teams seven to three. Yeah, and all of a sudden they're in. Yeah, I mean, true, true. That's true. You're not wrong. I, you're not wrong. And look, I'm not. I'll watch. Ba- I'm gonna watch baseball when we get to the post. This is not a baseball problem for me. It's a. There are other things that I can do with my time than watching. Guys that aren't Major League Baseball players. I, yeah, you'll be back, buddy. You'll I, be back. I'm telling you, I'll be back. I will be back when there's a when when the guy that's pitching is a Major League Baseball player. When Adley Rutschman when, comes up. When Adley Rutschman is here, I'll 100% be here. But like, you're the worst. You're the worst. No, I'm the not. They need you. No, they don't need me. They're 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 doing what they're doing, and they're cool. And by the way, I'll I'll still I think I might even still go to a game before the season is over. Um, but I'm just I'm I'm good. I'm good with. I'm not gonna spend my nights watching. Matt Harvey pretend to be a major league pitcher. I'm not going to spend my nights with. Tonight's his night. I hope he throws a perfect game. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I'll tune in if that's the case. I'm not going to spend my nights with Jorge Lopez. I got, you know, no, I'm good. I'm good. Matt, the I drew for old time's sake. I don't care what you say. They're not going to lose the Raiders. Right. They're not. Right. They're not. Lo- oh. Yeah. You want to make it? You want to make a pick? You want to get that in there? Uh, Monday night. Um. Yeah. It's a big game. Haven't thought much about it. I will say the final is twenty-seven ten. Okay. And I'll say that the Raiders don't score an offensive touchdown. If they their touchdown comes punt return or something stupid. Twenty-seven ten Ravens. Oh, I mean, you didn't even do it. You didn't know yeah, right. bit. That was when was funny. Well, I don't really care about a pick. <laughs> like I don't really give a rat's like, ass about that. I thought you. I like the team. Okay, sure, <laughs> sure. I don't know when that's twenty-seven ten Balmer. Uh, DrewsMorningDish.com at It's a Hooded Oh, Quarter. by the way, tomorrow morning, speaking of Drew's Morning Dish, I'm doing all my football picks tomorrow okay. for the season. Well, I can't. We cannot miss every that. game. We cannot. What? <laughs> no, by the way, just... by the way, one year we decided to do that. One year, Drew we did it. One year, I Drew was like, we got to do our picks tomorrow, and so I decided well, the only way we could do legitimate picks was to go through and pick every game for the entirety <laughs> of the year, and then figure out what everyone's record was going to be. And then the problem was, I hate it. Like what? What I after I picked every game. I was like, this isn't the team I would have picked to win the division. <laughs> like, I hate this. <laughs> never doing that again. That will never again happen. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Checking in with us here on GCR. <laughs> yeah, we did that. That was a real thing that occurred. Sounds like a waste of everyone's time. legitimately went through and picked every effing game for the year. My God. <sighs> not, uh, yeah, not a lot of fun. All right, uh, today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. By the way, C3 brings you the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. Um, just wanted to let you know, Stan t- taking the week off this week between Labor Day and the Jewish holiday. Again, a happy new year to all of our friends. Um, just a lot going on this week, and so they decide. Oh, hello. 
little hiccup thing going on there. That wasn't good. Uh, just decided to take the week off. They will be back with a vengeance Monday night, Stan and Ross, and a special guest talking baseball. And it will be brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. I don't know. I could, don't know. Could be anyone. Could be maybe it's Ron for some Let's reason. Talk radio. Yeah, see who it is. We'll, uh, if they got something interesting, interesting to say. If it's somebody selling us something, but yet they have an interesting take. Hello. Let's just put them through. No. Mm-mm. Not the case. That's a bummer. All right. Uh, come back in. I got to finish. Would you rather Wednesday tidbit tubular? That's next. Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. That first sip. (sighs) That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirit showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five i love you more than selfie poses i love you more than spraying hoses i love you more than bird calls but not as much as football celebrate your love of football with raven scratch-offs from the maryland lottery win up to a hundred thousand dollars instantly or second chance cash and raven's prizes i love you more than snowballs but not as much as football play raven scratch-offs at any maryland lottery retailer please play responsibly The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. This is Nothing but net. All right, back in here on GCR as we wind down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Would you rather... 
remember I we threw this idea out a few weeks ago. They go ahead and decide they are going to do an origin stories uh, wire concept, but there you know it requires not not just Omar. Every character would have to have younger actors. Or no, there should never be anyone else who attempts to play the character of Omar. Leave him out if you're going to do something like that. Uh, no. I mean, they didn't, but they kind of did do an origin story yeah, in this fifth season. I mean, like, like, a you little get bit. what I'm saying? Like, like that was sort of what they were going that, for would, with some of the storylines. I'm aware. A new series. I'm aware, but, like, this isn't... I don't consider David Simon the type to just do a show to capitalize on excitement and I interest. I don't like. But you're I, saying that he would be doing it because he thinks there's a story to tell. He I wouldn't get be it. doing it to capitalize on excitement and interest. He would be doing it because there's art to be done. Yeah, I still say no. Okay. Um, for what it's worth, everybody seems to think yes is the answer. And this was a, a Proctor said, you can't, you can't be afraid of recasting. You can miss out on some great stories looking at anyone who isn't on board for Sebastian Stan, for the record. What, and what, I, don't, I don't even know who that is or what that no, is. No, I, I know. Sebastian Stan is taking over as, um, oh, God, it's going to drive me nuts. He is taking over as, I don't remember. Rachel Dawes. No, no, no. I don't remember. I mean, look, I Better Call Saul is the best that's ever done what we're talking about here, and it's not even recasting, right? Like, it was hey, something Luke, that felt Luke like Skywalker. a money thank you, grab. Thank you, John. He's going to be the new Luke Skywalker. In what? Uh, whatever they're doing. It's not my world, man. I don't care about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Better Call Saul was, felt like a money grab initially. Mm-hmm. But turned out to be a very good standalone product and had merit in its own right. And that's the point. The point separate is from it's a, it's, a, Bad, it's a show worthy of making. But I still think it's a little different. Well, I mean, for this, that sure unique. It's definitely different. There's no question about that. It's definitely different. It's a different type of show. It's a little bit more of a comedy, you know. For example, um, this would clearly be quite different than that. Yeah, I just don't. Not, nothing. My point would be, I have I have trust, and a couple people have brought this up. If David Simon's doing it, then it's worthy of being done. That whoever they chose to play the role is worthy of playing the role and can handle it uh, appropriately. And it would get you more of the story. And I can't lie, I'm kind of on board for that. As difficult as it is, and like as much as we praise Michael K. Williams for, like. This being so in a, such an impossible thing to have done, they'd be recasting all the characters. That's and like, that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not everybody would need would be need to be recasted. And I would trust the people that are involved. If David Simon is part of the project, I would trust they'd be getting the right people in order to do this appropriately. So I don't think it needs to be done. I don't think it's like you know, you know come hell or high water, but. I think I'd be on board with it. I think I'd be on board, and you're telling me I'm going to get more stories about characters. And it's a little bit different, too, because, like, unlike, say, you know, you make the comparison to Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, that's entirely about the characters. Mm-hmm. As we talked about, the city and the wire concept, like the, the tapping of the what, that really is the central. So you can't tell an origin story about that. 
necessarily. I still think that the fifth season is sort of kind of what we're talking about it's here. It's not. I get it's that it's not. not totally, but it, it sort of is. No. It no, sort of is. No, it's not. It you're, sort of is. Like no, the plight and how people I, become Omar or Bubbles I, and all of that. I, right? Like I understand what you're saying. I completely get it. But it's not. It's not this. It's going back and um, really spending time childhood into adolescence into adulthood that would be the thing that would be interesting how does a 16 year old in baltimore become bubbles how does a i think that's what exactly what i'm talking it's about it's not what that's not what they did in season five to stop an it's not they didn't do that that's not what season five was it's not all that it was but some of the stories are that it's I mean, a, that's exactly what I'm talking about. What do you mean? So tell me, give me an example of what you're talking about. Without, if you haven't Stop, seen no, it already, sure. 20 years in, we're Michael not doing that. Michael and, and Dookie particularly right. each end up on paths that are going in the direction of being Omar and Bubbles. Right, but you're talking about different characters. Like, you're talking about completely different We're talking about specifically the characters that you like and finding out how it happened for them. I understand. That's what we're talking about. I understand, but I think there's, I almost think there's, it's... In a way, I appreciate the the way that he did it like I'm talking about more than I want it to be explained to me in detail for those characters. I don't know what needs to be explained. It's about getting more stories about those characters. It's not necessarily about an explanation. It's about getting more stories. I kind of appreciate the, with the story being about Baltimore in The Wire and seasons one through five, I appreciate the broader storytelling of how it happens more than I would feel personally like I would need it to be told in detail for those specific characters. I, I think we're having two different conversations. Right. Right? I think we're just having completely different conversations about this. All right, uh, tidbit brought to you today by uh, Sports and Social, which is where you should be tomorrow night hanging out with Ken Zalis for the season opener. You're going to be able to get your fantasy football advice. You're going to be able to talk to him about your lineup, maybe have him look at some other teams and some trades you could be able to make. Like That's what he's there for. You just walk up to him. You say, hey, man, here's my league. Look at somebody else's roster. Tell me what you think I should be looking to do, and he will do that. And then you stick around, and you hang out, and you watch the game inside of one of the coolest venues I've ever seen in my life at Sports and Social. Great food, great atmosphere. The giant foosball table, the bubble hockey, ski. I mean, it's just such an aw- bowling. All of it's there. Sports and social tomorrow night starting at 7 o'clock with KZ. Get out there and hang out with him tomorrow night. Tidbit of the day. So, the Baltimore Ravens and the running back situation it is, of course, of interest to Ravens fans and NFL fans as a whole for fantasy football purposes. In Lamar Jackson's 41 career starts, including the playoffs, The Ravens, 16 of those times, had a running back with 15-plus carries, eight of those being Gus Edwards. 21 times had a running back with 15-plus touches, of course, carries and receptions, Mm -hmm. eight of those being Gus Edwards, of course, the carries being dominant in his department. And nine times had running backs, plural, two running backs, with at least 10 carries. So. There is another role to be carved out in the Ravens' backfield, or at least that would suggest that is the case, in 2021. Sure, the addition of Le'Veon Bell, well, we know what he brings in the passing game. Since 2013, despite his extended absence from featured roles, he still 
has 25 more receptions than the next highest running back in that span. 394 catches since 2013, or 25 more than James White, and 52 more than Giovanni Bernard for the third place. So we'll see if that has something to do with the Ravens' addition in that regard. Mm -hmm. And not to mention, in the last 10 seasons, he still ranks fourth in the most yards from scrimmage per game in all of football, with a minimum of 40 games played. 110.4 yards per scrimmage for Le'Veon Bell on average in the last 10 seasons. It's remarkable. There are seven other players with a minimum of 40 games played in the last 10 seasons who averaged 99.2 yards from scrimmage or more. Who are they? Say that one more time. Seven other players, other than Le'Veon Bell, right, in, in the, the last, last 10 seasons with okay. a minimum of 40 games played. 40 games. Averaged 99.2 yards from scrimmage or more. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. 114.1, third place on the list. And it was in the last... 10 seasons. 10 years. Jesus. Um, last 10 years. How, and they're all running backs? No. No. All but one. All but one. Is it Lamar? He hasn't... He does not count in yeah. this regard because passing yards are not... Well, I know, but like just on the running alone. No. Who else has averaged that much? Tyreek Hill? No. Um. God, who averaged? Same amounts of yards. I would think it'd be down. I mean, Antonio Brown? Nope. It's going to drive me nuts. It's going to drive me nuts trying to figure out who the other. DeAndre Hopkins? Nope. Is it an active wide receiver? No. Is it a wide receiver? Yes. Ten years. Somebody who's no longer. Oh, this, this is. It can't be Larry Fitzgerald. Well, he's also he's not active. Anymore. No, he's not active. But no, can't be because he's had too many down years. And this one's gonna drive me friggin' bananas. Wes Welker. No. Would it have surprised you? Yes. Why? Because he. Dude, all he did was. Yeah, but he also played the years where he had some down years also. He, 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 didn't, really, he didn't really, uh, I guess. But that was only for like a year, wasn't it? It's not Wes Welker. Receptions are a different story. Yards yeah, the receptions would have been insane. <sighs> had to play a minimum of 40 games. So does Calvin Johnson still sneak in here somewhere? 99.2 for Calvin Johnson. All right, so the rest are running backs. Yes. All right, and uh, uh, so Kamara. No. It's a little surprising. It is. Um, hey boy, I don't know how many games. He, I'll still say, uh, no, I won't. Saquon. No. I don't think he's reached the game threshold for what it's worth. Really? Has he really not gotten to 40? I don't think so. That seems odd to me. I'm going to double check? No, I don't really care. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like it's going to, I'm going to lose sleep over it. Um, 
Dalvin Cook. Second on the list, 114.8. Only 31 games in Saquon's career. Wow, that's remarkable. Who still sneaks in here? Who still sneaks in here? You're missing number one on the list. I'm missing number one on the list? Yeah. Chubb doesn't have enough games yet, right? I think he does, but he's not on the list. Todd Gurley. No. I'm missing number one on the list. I don't think it's Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. Number one on the list, 117.5. Really? I would have thought some down games Chubb has in there. 44 already. career games. For what it's worth. Okay, so he would have made the list. And so how many am I missing? You are missing three. 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 Um, okay, how about Melvin Gordon? No. For what it's worth, none of the remaining three are active. Are active. Yeah, okay, this makes it trickier. Uh LaShawn McCoy. No. Marshawn Lynch. No. DeMarco Murray. No. Yuck. None of them are active. None of them are active. Jamal Charles. No. Matt Forte. 99.2 for Matt Forte. Arian Foster. 108.7 for Arian Foster. One name remains. CJ2K. No. Maurice Jones-Drew. No. He probably didn't get... Did he get 40 games in there still? I don't know. when he. It's hard for me he to remember one of these guys. All right. It's 12.20. Just tell me. I don't want to keep doing this all day. 99.4 Frank, yards per game. Frank Gore. No. All right. Go ahead. Four. Ray Rice. I wouldn't have thought that he would have gotten in 10 years. He still got 40 games in there? He did. 15 in his final year with the Ravens, the inauspicious year. But that was 13. 16 in each of the years prior. 13. Hang on a second. 2011, 2012, 2013. Okay. All right. I I thought about it, but I figured there was no way he got 40 games in there. All right. Very good. Tidbit was also brought to you today by the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show, which will be back uh, tomorrow. Actually, sorry. I did this the wrong way. I need to tell you about underdog fantasy football. This is new. And really what I'm and I'm telling you is to tune in to the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show because we're going to unveil tomorrow a new partnership with Underdog Fantasy Football, which is going to give you free money to play in daily or unique fantasy football games. I know a lot of you are very disappointed about the fact that sports betting did not get put into place in time for it to start for football season. And this is a really cool concept that's, you're going to say it's similar to the other, you know, football leagues, but I was just thumbing through their website. And, like, they got some really cool games that you can play in. Like, for example, you can just play head-to-head against somebody and win money. Like, instead of playing with 50 people, you could just pick one person out, play head-to-head with them this week, and if you win, you're getting cash. And we're going to give you free money in order to participate with Underdog Fantasy Football. If you want to go ahead and poke at it, you can go right now to PressBox's Facebook. No, sorry. I did that wrong. They're Fantasy Vertical. So go to PressBoxOnline.com slash fantasy. Do that right now, and you can find out more information about our partnership with Underdog Fantasy. There's a banner right there. Deposit now, and you get $25 free just for signing up. You can poke around about what Underdog does, but I know Ken Zalis is really in this world 
And so when he joins us tomorrow for the uh, Press Box Fantasy Football Show, he's going to tell us a ton more about underdog fantasy football and your chance to win some money this football season playing underdog fantasy football. We'll look forward to talking about that on tomorrow's Fantasy Football Show. Tubular brought to you by Window Nation. All throughout September, they'll run this back-to-school special. Two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, and it keeps going on forever. Buy four, get four free. Buy eight, get eight free. Buy 100, get 100 free. It goes on forever. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular. Uh, the Orioles will try to, to win. Is this the final game of the series, I think? It's a three-game series, Yeah, right? that sounds right. So they can win the series, which helps nobody. They have now fewer losses in the diamond. Don't care for that. Don't care for that at all, but still more games in hand, so they got that going for them. Mass and two tonight, Royals-Orioles, 7 o'clock. Mike Miner and Matt Harvey, the pitching matchup. Mass and National Braves, 7-20. Uh, for, everybody seems to be caught off guard by the fact that the Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremony is today. I get it. It's weird as hell. You're doing it at uh, – they started at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday up in Cooperstown. It's a weird year, man. That's all I can say. But uh, Derek Jeter, obviously, and Larry Walker, the headliners, going into the Hall of Fame today on MLB Network. Later on the night, Blue Jays, Yankees at 7, White Sox Athletics at 10, YouTube for Mariners, Astros at 2. As I mentioned, Paramount Plus for the World Cup qualifier tonight, the U.S. and Honduras at 10.30. Now, for what it's worth, if you've got Telemundo, there is a Spanish broadcast available. Go. So if you don't have Paramount Plus, you don't want to sign up, you can still watch in Spanish Soccer's on more Telemundo. Fun in Spanish anyway. I don't disagree with that necessarily. Uh, U.S. Open quarterfinals underway right now. Emma Raducanu, the exciting 18-year-old from Great Britain, taking on Belinda Bencic. Uh, Novak plays later on tonight against Matteo Berrettini. That's the big one today. That's on ESPN. NBA TV, Phoenix Mercury, and Atlanta Dream at 7. Uh, ESPN 2 is running at East 60 tonight at 8. Uh, comeback season, sports after 9-11. There's obviously going to be a lot of 9-11 content in the coming days because of the 20th anniversary. And then they've got the Minnesota Lynx and Vegas Aces at 9. AEW Dynamite tonight at 8 on TNT. Uh, what do you think about uh, Brian Danielson and Adam Cole now being an AEW? Pretty big news. My gosh. I mean, B. Cole. Can we say enough about B. Cole? Yeah, it's Adam Cole, baby. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole. No, they call him there. B. Cole. No, they don't do that. That's not a thing. Oh, I have a different guy. Uh, non-sports highlights? Uh, MasterChef, you're a fan. Uh, 8 o'clock on Fox. Archer, 10 o'clock on FX. Smith B, 10.30 on TBS. Pete Davidson's on Fallon. Uh, Dennis from Sunny is on Seth Myers. I think the new season of AP Bio is out on Peacock. Oh, but you gotta Always you fun. gotta have a subscription to watch AP Bio on Peacock. Well, you, can't, have, you can't have the it free. It comes with the old. Yeah, if you have that particular cable, subscriber, yes. unfortunately, they don't come out to me. Yeah, here. So. Uh, stuff and things. Glenn Clark, Radio.com. Check it all, all right, out. Very good. Uh, Tubular was also brought to you today by Grade 8's Memorabilia. Again, we are apologetic that we didn't get to do the first episode of Ty's Bowser show last night, but it is coming, and we're going to be announcing in the next couple of days the makeup date for Mother's Peninsula Grill down in Arnold. And if you go to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser, you'll be able to see all of the other dates where we're coming with Tyus Bowser to your area it's all brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Express Exterior Design. And again, go to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser in order to find out more. Thanks today to Kadria Smile, Drew Forrester, Kevin Smith from the Blue Jays, the former Terp, and to current Terp, Chigakonkwo. We'll get all that up in the Greatest Hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Kevin Harlan. The great Kevin Harlan joins us tomorrow morning. He is calling Monday Night Football on the radio side. Also calling the game tomorrow night. (laughs) 
What a, he's a busy man, <laughs> that Kevin Harlan. Uh, he's, who, he's calling that for Westwood 1, too? I assume. I'm just guessing. He's, he's in Tampa. So. I'm guessing he's got a Sunday game, too. I yeah. guess busy, busy, busy man, that Kevin Harlan. Appreciate him squeezing us in. He's the best. Cards uh, and fires, stuff KZ and things. KZ and stuff and things. Thanks, everybody. Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Underdog Fantasy Football, CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Sports and Social, Great Eights Memorabilia, Baltimore Ravens, uh, Maryland Department of Transportation, Maryland Five Star, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at KOttenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday night. Go, birds. Go, U.S. soccer, for Christ's sakes. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.